0: Welcome everybody to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host Jason the Angry Wargamer. And we have the usual today of Lando and Drew. What's up guys? How's it going everybody? How you doing? Are you doing? <laughs> so, uh who wants to go first with some updates? We got a I guess we got a few I'll, things we can cover. I'll
1: like, go first. Uh, I've been doing all right. Uh, Snow buried me this week, and uh, I've been playing Warframe. Nice. I finally got into it after being pressured into playing it by a few friends of mine. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't play this thing years ago. I should have fucking did it, but... (sighs) not a huge fan of free to play games for their scummy practices or at least <laughs> the model that appara- that you know modern triple a titles have adopted to be even scummier so what are you are you playing it on switch no nah, i'm playing it on the ps4 because that's where my friends were playing it yeah so i
0: started to, i tried to play it on the switch and um, it's not good on the switch at least not in handheld mode so fair just, enough just my experience just cuz there's there's too much going on in that game like and the yep. you can't see yep. you can't see too well with the screen so that's just how I feel about it what the no.
1: hell <laughs> you end up getting shot to death like crazy oh
2: sounds like a blast
1: dude i love the weapon selection i love the fact that you can alternate between a between a gun and a melee weapon and a whim you um, you can collect different no, you can collect pets or uh, robot companions to join along with you for fights. It is. F- it's just great. I just hate the Goddamn upgrade system. <laughs> I God's, I God's didn't get a...
0: far enough to figure out the upgrade system, so that's <laughs> all you. <laughs> just to
1: build an <laughs> alternate skin, it takes three fucking days to do. Oh okay, fair enough <laughs> and that's be and that's on the top of the eight so, hours no the twelve hours you have to do to build each assort each part so that then you can build the whole thing into
0: one, so is it like um like the old eve thing like uh eve online do you ever play Eve online where like you hit you set up like a like a skill thing and then it just it takes time. Like you just learn it? No,
1: no, 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 no. It doesn't have skill trees like that. It it has equip. It, it their skill trees are essentially mods where you can just equip it to your uh to to your to your avatar and your weapons and shit. That's perfectly fine. Um, I'm ta- This is just for like just getting the damn weapons or your alt or, or alternate skins for yourself for your avatar and shit. Oh. Okay. That shit takes forever fair enough fair enough, but other than that, it's a really fun game, regardless. The story is pretty interesting. It hits you to, it hits you like a fucking right hook with the with the opening sequence at least, but other than that, it's okay,
0: yeah, the opening sequence, I will agree that was kind of intense. It like teaches you like the basics of like moving, shooting. Was it sliding, crouching, jumping, bullet, like bullet basically hunting, everything
1: apparently that I couldn't fucking remember how to do or even remember that I even learned it in the fucking first place until <laughs> I figured out, hey, look what I can do. And my friend was all like, yeah, you were taught that at the very beginning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you can do this all at the beginning. You were taught to do this since when? at
0: the tutorial yeah that's how i felt with um uh what's it called um breath of the wild after i hadn't played it for a while like i went back in i'm like i don't remember how to do any of this (laughs) all right drew what about you anything new
2: uh nothing new this week um at least nothing that i've seen i've been kind of in kind of inundated with work stuff um there's some games on the horizon for the switch that i'm looking forward to at the end of the month the new bravely default two is coming out yeah and then there's a, yeah, nice. uh, and then there's a new uh indie title that uh, i just watched the watch somebody do a, a demo playthrough of and uh yeah that one looks pretty cool uh can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Give me a second here, and see if I can bring it up in my history. Because it's, uh, uh, if if you don't, if you like uh, pixelated, uh, technicolor nightmares, you, you'll love this kind of game. Because it's uh, very much that in in a nutshell.
1: Wait, was that the one you just showed me uh, recently?
2: Yeah, I sent you the link to it. It was. Um, oh, oh, it was.
1: It's so fucking beautiful. I love how beautiful
2: the pixel art is. Uh, it's called Narita Boy, or Narita Boy. Okay. It is coming out on all platforms, including the Switch, but its I'm not sure when. They didn't announce exactly when. But uh, beautiful synth music, uh, pixelated fucking acid trip, uh, <laughs> plat, uh, 2D platform.
0: Nice. Yeah, Switches usually yeah. last to get shit.
2: Hey, I'll I'll take any any port in a storm, man. I'm not going to complain.
0: <laughs> All right, I guess my updates.
2: <laughs> yeah, I haven't,
0: yeah dude, I haven't really been doing much. Um, apparently this would be the twentieth year anniversary for my graduation for my high school class. This year, so I joined, um, there was a group that apparently I was a part of for the 10 year that I never went to the 10 year for, it was, you know, different time, different place, didn't feel like going. So like everybody's catching up and (laughs) somebody makes a, somebody makes a post, uh, talking about bullying and like, uh, you know, we should teach our kids to be, you know, more compassionate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, I'm gonna teach my kid to fucking beat the shit out of them bullies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm thinking. And um, one girl's like, you know, I've been trying to make my rounds to to all the people that I felt like I hurt. And I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to make amends with them. I said, be careful with that. Not all of not all the people that got bullied are forgiving, (laughs) you know, just trying to say it. And someone's just like, oh, someone read it the wrong way. And I was like, yeah, I think you got my intent wrong. My intent is some of us still have ill will to the people that bullied us. I said, I'm not a nice person. And I stopped trying to pretend to be. <laughs> so that, that same post, um, this kid that, you know, he got bullied along with like me. I could basically name all these fucking kids that got bullied because that was like the crowd I hung out with most of the time. Just not because they got bullied or not because we were like the bully type, but because they just had the similar interests as me. And it just turned out that way. So I don't know. I was the jock that never fit in. If that makes any sense. So um, <laughs> so he posts something like, I was invisible through high school. And I was like, no, you weren't, dude. And then this girl goes, well, I remember you, too, talking about me. And she's like, you dated my cousin and put, like, her cousin's, like, tagged her cousin's Facebook. And I go, uh, no, that's not true. I, you know, I dated some girl named Liz something or other. And that was the only girl I dated in high school. <laughs> and then I put down my phone. And I went back to painting miniatures, and then I sat there and thought about it. Like, wait a minute, I don't remember any Lola in my graduating class. So I did my <laughs> did my Facebook cyber sleuthing, and uh, <laughs> saw her picture and was like, wait a minute, she looks familiar. So then I go back to the post and I'm like, hey, um, is this person Liz? And you know, do they live at this like this area? And she was like, yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, I embarrassed the shit out of myself by almost talking shit. Um, and then uh, so <laughs> I go to sleep, wake up today and nobody's commented on that post since. And then she commented. She was my ex-girlfriend from high school and she was like, oh, I remember. She's like, I don't remember as much as you do, but I remember you were my first boyfriend and my first kiss. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I put the, uh, I put the meme of Homer backing into the into the bushes, <laughs> like I'm just gonna back away now.
1: <laughs> Oops! You should have been with Disco <laughs> Stew instead. Back <laughs> away, not today. Disco yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was just trying to.
0: That was uh, that was pretty embarrassing. So, oh, uh, so that's my life in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> well, well, if it like, makes
1: you feel any better, this year is supposed to be my tenure and my ten year uh, reunion. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know, like. I I was specifically told by my wife I'm not going to this one, because uh, you know. I, I'm I'm a firm believer. Of don't forget, <laughs> and uh, I'm probably gonna end up starting shit that I don't need to be starting.
1: Hey, be I'm, feel, I'm I'm in a similar boat. Like I'm pretty much going to be surrounded by pompous assholes who. Oh yeah. Are probably gonna see me as an asshole, and that's perfectly fine. So I don't need to start shit where I don't belong.
0: Like, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about this too, but... I don't know, we'll see. I'll keep everybody updated on that. I mean, there's no specific date or month, or... We're just kind of wait out the COVID thing to try to get everybody together, and... Um... I have a feeling it's not going to be a 20-year, it's going to be like a 21-year. i the liquor! <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Another big news update, I guess... Um... Nintendo Switch sales. There's a huge sale going on right now. Um... Boy, don't me. Three different companies, a tons of different titles, and I guess let's just get into it, <laughs> With like the great Philly D says on YouTube. <laughs> so Bandai Namco has a publisher sale that runs from the 11th to the 25th. Today is the 13th, so kind of early. By the time this is published, it'll be published tomorrow on the four, on Valentine's Day. So. You still have like another week left of this part of it. Um, huge, like a ton of sales, like up to eighty-four percent off on some of these. Uh, I didn't realize Jump Force Deluxe was on the Switch. That one's twenty-nine ninety-nine. Dragon Ball Z Fighters, just the base game, is just ten bucks. Uh, Nino Kuni is thirteen bucks. I'm just kind of flipping through Tales of Vesperia, the definitive editions, thirteen bucks. Uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth is looking at twenty dollars. You
1: released Tales of Vesperia, but you won't even work on Berseria? Come on! I know you're working on a new Tales game, but
0: uh. yeah, yep, they are working on a new Tales game. I just I haven't found the trailer for it yet. Somebody just told me about that the other day. Uh, Little it- Nightmares is eight bucks or seven fifty right now. This is just the Bandai stuff. My Hero 1's Justice 1 and 2 are both on sale. My Hero's Justice is 15 2 is 30 bucks. Sword Art Online is 15 bucks right now. That's about it for them. There's an Overwatch sale going on too. You can catch that one if you want. And then there's the Ubisoft Valentine's Day sale that has got a ton of titles on it. You got Immortal Phoenix Rising, thirty-five ninety-nine. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, fifteen bucks. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle Gold Edition is twenty bucks. You have Assassin's Creed: The Rebel Book Collection, and a three remastered on sale, twenty and fifteen. Child of Light, which is one of the games, the indie games that I wanted to pick up, is only five bucks right now. Um, Fractured But Whole is fifteen bucks. Stick of Truth is twelve bucks. Starlink is fifteen bucks, uh, and then the deluxe edition for that's twenty four. And obviously, you know, Wheel of Fortune and Uno and Trivial Pursuit and those style games. Then, then we're in the midst of the WB sale also. So all the Lego games, Cars three, um, yeah, all the Lego games are on sale. For, it looks like for about anywhere between ten bucks and twenty bucks at the highest. So if you're into those, jump on those sales, because there's a lot of good shit going on. And then uh, uh, Overcooked is on sale. I thought Hades was on sale, too. I could be wrong about that. Hades is one of the games that we talked about in our indie titles. Blue Fire? I don't know what that game is.
1: It just reminds
0: me of Breath of Fire, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Hades I saw I swear Hades was on that that list. Oh, whatever. Take a look at you
1: Hades. Been I
0: have been deceived. Take a look at Hades if you want to pick up that game too, but yeah, there's some indie titles that we talked about. Obviously, a lot of third-party titles with Ubisoft and um uh, Bandai the those sales. So, this is probably one of the biggest sales for some of the top top games on the Switch right now. So yeah, go take a look at that, boys. Any any other sales you guys noticed? I have I stopped paying attention to PS4 sales, so.
2: Well, same here. I haven't even looked at any of that stuff, especially because you know PS5 is the the front and center. Not that it's really selling much, but yeah.
0: Yeah, literally the only the only reason I I wanted to talk about the Switch sales because I finally caught them on it on time, and there's a bunch of games on there that I want to pick up, so. Uh, what other... We have some other stuff that we need to talk about. Oh, uh, WandaVision. I'm going to be back and revisiting that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Apparently, the series got better after I wrote it off. Uh, I'm like three episodes behind now. So when I catch up, I will let you guys know what I feel about that. I'm trying to think what else we got. All right, that's about it. So now we can get into the... We can get into the talking... You want to start with the, the bullshit politics stuff, or do you want to start with Stadia?
2: <laughs> well, Stadia is going to be kind of a speed bump in everything else that we're doing, so if you want to get Stadia out of the way, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that could kind of fill in like some of the stuff, updates, Like stuff. they were. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so Stadia is finally shutting down uh, after they just gave away a whole bunch of Stadia's for free to uh, YouTube Red users. I drew. I know you got one, right?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it gathering dust right now.
0: Fantastic. Well, such just,
2: a beautiful paperweight.
0: Yeah, I was about to say you just earned yourself a paperweight, sir. Um, yeah. So if you if you like Stadia, I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> if you like Stadia, uh, there's something wrong with you because they're shutting down, and it probably sucked. <laughs> so that's our
1: speed bump there. Look, to be fair, it's not like anybody expected Google to be, like, the next big thing when it came to video games. And, unfortunately, it only came to pass.
0: So, I think (laughs) what they were trying to do with Stadia, I mean, obviously they tried to do um, hardware to go with it. What I think what their whole plan was was to be something more like the Epic Store slash Steam. And they they just, wanted
1: to be an upgraded version of
0: uh, stream-exclusive games. Right. Yeah, kind of like a Steam thing with their own uh, console attached to it.
2: The problem with that is is they really weren't supporting it in a way that was lucrative. And I think that they got in over their head when they decided to step into the market as it was. Because this okay. isn't the first company to do something that, uh, like that. And even the other companies that did are only kind of dipping their toes in it. If they kept going with things, I think they could have, you know, really have been more of a, a, a casual gaming platform. You know, Jackbox games, some, uh, some uh, uh, mobile apps, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If they wanted to stick to it like that. But the problem ends up being is that anybody, everybody and their mother has a phone. So it's yep. kind of pointless at this point. <laughs> they're not really—they're not breaking any new ground.
0: Diablo three. Don't you have a phone?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the only that, thing I can think of when true. you said it. <laughs> don't you own a phone?
2: What was wrong with
0: you? <laughs> Everything. That's why we still have computers. Yeah. Also true. I think Microsoft is pushing that direction, but they just caught all that backlash. That could be. Hey, hey we can get into that. Let's get into that so, right now. <laughs>
1: Microsoft was lucky when it came to coming into the because they coming to the video game market because they already had their feet dipped in when it came to PC gaming at best, and then it was thanks to uh, their partnership, their temporary partnership with Nintendo, that they were able to push ahead and create the Xbox and cement themselves into the video game market. Okay, so they're Google's doing not they've... quite the same.
0: They partnered, they're partnered. they partnering with PlayStation now for a lot of the crossover stuff. So, remember when we talked about an Xbox when they were going to push into more of the digital market and be more of like a software thing after they picked up um, Bethesda? What about it? So, well, that's, that's just what we talked about. I'm just refreshing everybody's memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, over the last, like, what, two weeks, they caught a bunch of shit for... Um, ra- they were raising the price of their online play, and you needed to have it to play free-to-play games, and everybody freaked out on them. So they were gonna. So right now it's, it was sixty dollars for the year. They were gonna go sixty dollars for six months.
1: So
0: they caught. A, yeah, they caught a bunch of shit, and then immediately took down the ad and reversed their decision
1: without telling anybody. <laughs> Isn't that something that they tried to do the very first time when the Xbox One was announced? Like, the old, like the first model supposedly could not be run unless you were unless you had the internet.
0: Yeah, but um, remember, PlayStation came out like the PlayStation Three. I want to say came out about the same time, or was four dropped at the same time. One of them, PlayStation's big selling point, and the whole reason why a bunch of people went to Sony was because they had they kept their online. Uh, pay model the same, so they were ended up being like the cheapest one. Well, eventually they evened out. They were both the same price for twelve months. Fair enough. and yet you still have Nintendo with their twenty dollars for the year. Fifteen, fifteen? No, twenty. I pay thirty-five. dollars oh, a year. I pay thirty-five for the family thing, so I can have up to like four people on my account. Whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, not still to download. I still have to download the uh, the Japanese uh, uh, Famicom uh, and Super Famicom apps for mine.
1: Oh, Wait, for the Switch, what, you could do that.
2: Oh yeah, I can. I'll send you the tutorial on it. You can have both of those apps on your Switch along with your Super Nintendo and Nintendo, and they got different games too. Oh yeah.
0: fuck yes! Yeah, I forgot.
2: Fuck your
1: region lock.
0: <laughs> they did that on purpose, though.
1: <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's why it's called a lock. No,
0: it's I'm saying necessary. they they released the way to get them on purpose. <laughs> Somebody didn't hack that. <laughs> Nintendo did officially did it. So, all right, All right, let's talk about. That, that's basically it. Cover that Microsoft shit. Mike, Micro, well, is Call of Duty only Microsoft? No, they're PlayStation 2, right?
2: Yeah, yeah they're PlayStation.
0: Yeah, we'll because
1: the, the the company that they works almost exclusively there's there's basically a second party developer with Microsoft but they don't necessarily they aren't necessarily uh, they aren't necessarily Microsoft exclusive. Yeah,
0: okay. All right, well let's get into the other stuff. Um so uh backtracking to the WandaVision and Disney Plus and Disney Uh, If you have your head in the ground, (laughs) the last couple days have been pretty fun. Uh, Gina Carano has been booted off of the Mandalorian and lost her spot in. I can't remember what they were going to call the spinoff, but she was supposed to be the lead actress for one of the spinoffs from the Mandalorian. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) this is uh, again, when we went back and we told you hey, uh, if you want to find your favorite people on certain platforms, you need to go find an alternative way to listen to them or alternative way to find them. This is the kind of shit we're talking about. So she tweeted, she retweeted, no, no, she didn't retweet. It was an Instagram thing. She shared someone's Instagram post on her Insta stories that was comparing um, the way people are treating, like, Republicans or any, actually anybody, Republicans are treating uh, people for their political views. Anyway, anybody that's treating anybody a certain way for their political views. She, the post was comparing them to what happened in Nazi Germany with, uh, we can't say Nazi Germany, My bad. World war two, <laughs> where the government turned the people on themselves, which gave them the ability to become the party that they became. So, Um, this is nothing new. Disney, other Disney actors have compared stuff. In fact, the lead actor for Mandalorian used, um, when the, with the immigrants, the children in cages, he compared that to the same time period and nothing happened to him. So this is just a sign of cancel culture just for your political beliefs. I I mean, I don't see her doing anything different than what anybody else has done and she's getting canceled for it. So uh, supposedly she's getting picked up by the Daily Wire. Uh, when we talked about that school shooting movie, which by the way I still haven't seen or signed up for to find to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that one day. I don't know. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll work it out next week. Um, we'll do a viewing party Friday night if you guys are up for it. <laughs> we'll just do it over Discord
2: sounds exciting fantastic
0: so we'll watch that movie but um so she's supposed to be writing producing with the help of the daily wire her own show for the daily wire um they're trying to do this whole thing where they're combating the culture fighting in the culture along with uh other creators like tim pool with the tim cast and you've seen him on the joe rogan show he has his own website that's selling memberships he's doing the exact same thing if you if you're looking for a creator and they have any inkling of a certain swing politically or even a political view and you're afraid they're going to get canceled go find them somewhere else sign up for their subscriptions do whatever they want do not do whatever they want do whatever do whatever go find them and listen to wherever they are don't not do whatever they want i said that the wrong way <laughs> don't do that this will end up in the same spot again um, but, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot more to this story because it's it just seems weird to me that Disney would take a stance like this because I don't know if anybody, I mean, Orlando's mentioned it, what, 700 times, their treatment of uh, people in China like and how they've done things. So why
1: hello? Am I a parrot now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a sheep. You're a sheep. God damn it! No, but no. So Disney went went ahead and I didn't know this. They they praised the paratrooper force that was holding the slaves or using the slave labor and treating them like shit when they were shooting Mulan. Like right. how is how is Disney? So there's this whole thing where it's uh, cancel Disney Plus and. Everybody's canceling their Disney Plus right now. It's insane. Like Disney Plus is like um, subscriptions have dropped drastically in the last like three days. So uh, I'm Jackson. keeping I'm keeping mine because I still like Disney movies, like Mighty Ducks and Cool Runnings, and I want to watch all those shows still.
1: <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah. but it gets it gets even better. Uh, they fired her for things that she said. She didn't but say them. She shared adamant, a post. I know, but that's the they're saying it as that's what she said.
0: Right. Well, I mean, she is a strong Republican voice. I mean, if you follow her, you know her political leaning. Like she doesn't hide it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. and that's and that's fine. I'm not arg- I'm not arguing about that. I'm saying the funniest part is that since you brought up the Mulan movie, Disney adamantly defended the actress the the star of the movie who was openly in support of the chinese government breaking human rights and violating the free the the uh the sovereignty of
0: hong kong no i know that's the thing like disney disney has no moral ground so i don't understand what they thought like that was a good idea like because they want to keep selling Mandalorian but now they're losing more subscriptions left and right because they did it. It's it's hilarious to me. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's like oh, there was a no gonna, win-win
1: there. The best win would have just not do anything. These next two years are going to be critical for Disney for one thing no, for one reason and believe it or not it has little to do with Star Wars. Dude, Mickey Mouse is finally going to become Public domain in 2023. No, they won't let that happen. No, it. They don't have a choice. Why? They spent decades changing the copyright law to keep it as long as they can. But officially, by law, they have to. Mickey Mouse has become is going to be um, public domain by the year 2023. All right, That's I'm have when to... the copyright ends. I'm gonna have to look more into that. <laughs> I believe you. I just think I, that, found, I think they're no, doing I, something I to I found out I was I thought I was going insane. I found out about that recently. I'm like, "Oh my god. That is amazing. Their biggest fucking icon is about to go public domain, January. and they can't really do much about it because Gen- they've already they've already changed copyright law to the point where Almost nobody can really take advantage of it except for them. And if okay. they push it any further, they're just about
0: fucked. So January, January 31st, 2019, uh, AEI.org posted, um, posted this. So something happened in the past uh, January 1st that hadn't occurred In the United States in 20 years, copyright content began to reenter public domain because Congress has repeatedly extended the duration of copyright protection for individuals and companies, largely, although not exclusively to the behest of the Walt Disney Company. Two decades had passed since the latest creative, last creative works, which uh, had been copyrighted in 1922, became freely available to the public. But now that the Mickey Apocalypse... Looms, the first copyrights of the Steamboat Willie cartoon are set to expire January 1st, 2024. Whether or not Disney will allow that to happen, and if so, what are the ramifications uh, will be remain very much in question. Under U.S. law, copyright protects creative works from being copied, whether they were created by an individual person or a corporation. The Constitution empowers Congress to promote the uh, the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors, the exclusive rights to the respective writings and discoveries. Uh, The initial copyright legislation enacted in 19 or 1790 granted most, but not all authors. The popular term content creators didn't exist back then. Oh, so authors, content creators, the right uh, to protect their works for the copyright copying for 14 years with the possibility of extending the protection for another 14 years. But once those 28 years expired, the work would enter the public domain and become usable and copyable by all. In 1909, Congress doubled the duration of the copyright uh, to two 28-year terms. And then in 1928, a young Chicago-born animator created a short cartoon film called Steamboat Willie and introduced the world to spindly, black-and-white character named Mickey Mouse. The following year, the soon-to-be world's most beloved rodent, would become the first talking cartoon character uttering hot dogs in The Carnival Kid. Fast forward half a century to 1976 when Walt Disney's copyright on Mickey had just a few years to expire. Congress enacted a new statute that did away with the renewals altogether and extended the copyright protection to 50 years after the death of the author or when a company owns the rights to the work 75 years from its creation. This brought Disney... Another 19 years of protection and effectively prevented any work published after 1922 uh, from entering the public domain. This is a long-ass article. <laughs> Almost done. Almost done. <laughs> but sure enough, in 1998, with the 2003 expiration of the Mickey Mouse rights looming, Congress again has extended the term, this time uh, to 70 years following the author's death and 95 years for corporate uh, creations. Each extension followed vigorous lobbying and from Hollywood and other content creators eager to prevent l- lucrative, pr- uh, lucrative properties from falling into the public domain. Critics argued that maintaining copyright protection 70 years after the death of the artist badly upended the careful balance uh, that copyright provides in inspiring and incent- incenting creativity while vindicating the rights of the public. So as those precious ninety-five years began to tick, many expected a similar fight around, right around the new, the now, wait, right around now as expiration near, the nineteen twenty-three crop of books, movies, and the like owned by companies. Yet somehow that renegotiation never materialized, and on New Year's Day, those ninety-five-year-old works began entering the public domain, stating that uh, starting with Robert Frost's. Stop by the woods on a snowy evening available for free uh, here with a link. It says uh, as Tim Lee of ARS, T- ARS technica uh, next January will be Gershwin's res uh, Rhapsody in blue. And the great followed later that year by the great Gatsby and the sun also rises. The big prize, however, will be Mickey whose steamboat Willie incarnation will enter the public domain on January 1st, 2024, barring any further congressional action. So why the sudden about-face? First, Disney won't immediately lose all of its rights to, to Mickey and other key characters because it has separately copyrighted the various uh, ins- instantations, I guess that's the word, in different movies and other works separate. Each separate copyright enjoys separate expiration dates. So, <laughs> well, they're gonna lose Steamboat Willie, but they'll keep Mickey Mouse, I guess.
1: Second, uh, well, Disney. I mean, Joy's- they guess they want to separate the two character, the the character from itself. But uh, you know, Steamboat Willie, whether you like it or not, it's Mickey Mouse. No, really, distinguishing is it. classic Mickey. Yeah.
0: Second, while Disney joyously celebrated Mickey's 90th birthday year, the Aging Ronin appears to drive less and less of the company's revenue each year, especially as the company launches Disney Plus, its new streaming service later this year. Remember, this article is from 2019. So finally, as Lee and others have pointed out, uh, Internet activities assorted libertarians have rallied against further extensions and organized themselves much more effectively than in 1998, thus rising raising the cost of any heavy lobbying effort by Disney. Because they don't have the fucking money. Anyway, last little paragraph here. So with less than five years to go until Mickey Mouse becomes pro- uh, public property, the great 20th century copyright wars may finally be over or at least entering a new phase. Thanks for adding a topic today, Orlando.
1: <laughs> oh, no problem, man. Yeah, that, I'm sorry for sidetracking, but that was just uh, something that I felt really needed to be mentioned no i don't think it's known enough
0: well that makes me wonder when does star wars become public domain
1: not for at least another 100 years okay so star wars is out according to the current copyright law it's until after a person dies and then you have to wait at least another 50 to 75 years gotcha same thing so with have, Marvel, then too. Then, so Lucas, so George Lucas has to die, and then we have to wait another 50 to 75 years before it becomes a public domain, just like Marvel.
0: Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Disney being stupid, shady people, forgetting Disney's super stupid shady and now they're losing disney plus subscriptions which is inevitably going to hurt them in the long run but um people are getting canceled and we all know how we feel about cancel culture here
1: so what? it doesn't (laughs)
2: exist what are you talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh they're they're trying to rename cancel culture to consequence culture fuck you yes consequence these nuts Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> <Where were> we?
1: <laughs> at least you have something to show for it.
0: Uh, fuck these guys, man! Like, I'm like, I'm a dude. I honestly, how many times did we lose Drew? No, I'm still here. No. Oh. Anyway, honestly, the way the fucking things are going, I mean, the I've said we're gonna get canceled, and we still haven't been canceled. I think we'll be fine.
1: Um. Look, we're either too big or too small for the channel to get oh, canceled.
0: We're, we're 100%. Either 100% way, it's all good to me. me. Oh, we should check that, too. You got anything to add to this while I'm looking up other extra shit, Drew?
2: <laughs> uh, no, because, like, that whole copyright headache is something I tried to not think about. That's why I've been pretty staunch quiet about it, because it's just like, ugh. I ain't touching well, that. Well, do you have
0: anything to add to the Gina Carano thing? You. Do you have anything to add uh, to the Gina Carano thing? No. Yes, maybe.
2: Uh, as far as the Gina Carano thing, uh, I I actually looked into her, into the what she said, and it's very difficult not to dis, not to. It's very difficult to disagree with her. But I mean, if you want to look at that, look at it from a more uh, in-depth standpoint. Like that's literally been the way things have been operating for a very long time, anyways.
1: At least like, the last four years.
2: Like No, no, no. That, oh, what God, what no. she was talking
1: about was essentially what uh, authoritarian regimes have been doing for throughout history. In oh, what, it's, it's still happening across exclusive. the world.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's still happening across the world, but she's just trying to point out what's going on now. And no, with the most relative
1: and the, the kind of logic that uh, that would. Essentially, she's appealing to the kind of logic that some lunat- some of these lunatics uh, only seem to understand. Well, they couldn't even understand that because they outright accused her of anti-Semitism for it. Yep. Drop yep. the fucking ball hard on that one. Yeah, they did. Anyway,
0: so um, to go along with being canceled, we hit 500 all-time downloads. Uh, just on Podbean alone, I have not checked the stats on Spotify. So Woo! Halfway to a thousand. Somebody likes us. Somebody really, really likes us. <laughs> anyway. Uh, fuck. Speaking of really likes us, let's go to the let's go to the GameStop stonks. Um it looks like so uh when I was just looking into this, like over the last couple of weeks and I, I still check it every day, it's wall street bets has turned into, we're just still going to hold, there's still some shady shit going on, but some things have leveled out. I think what's going to happen is that whatever lawsuits are coming out are going to have to be heard first. Um, cause people have lost a lot of money, but there's a lot of people that, um, have made a lot of money or have a lot of money to just throw away at this. And a lot of people got in really early too. So the biggest update is just hold on to it. It's been going up and down for the last uh week. It's been hovering right about f- close to like $50-60 a stock. In fact, right now it's at 52 $52. Wasn't a stock. that
2: kind of, wasn't that near where, it, where where it was supposed to be according to uh the Reddit board, like they were saying that they had undervalued it so much that it's original was supposed to be between 50 and 60 per share.
0: Yeah. But because they undervalued it, the higher the price went and the longer you held, the more it affected their bottom line. So there's some shit going on, some behind the scenes, shady shit with Melvin capital and all that. But, um, basically like if you've got it, just hold it. Some people are still buying, don't get fomo mode into it and start buying now. There's no point. Um, yeah, just just watch it and laugh. It was. They're still going. They're still going after these companies. They they haven't posted anything where like, obviously they assume there's a mole um, in the Reddit forum now. So no one's really saying you know what things are going up or down now. There's a few people that have been uh, specifically watching the short. Of these companies and uh, nothing official has really been like i guess they can't officially say anything but there hasn't been a big push into a different stock it seems like GameStop's going to be the one that they're going to hold and go after but what i also think hurt is that a lot of gamestop executives uh sold out and left the company so you have that too
1: yes me they were smart they probably saw a seeking ship but didn't think that the uh they didn't think well. that uh, even with the additional uh, increase in value of stock, that it was going to amount to anything. So they said, "Take the fucking chance and jump, not jump off ship."
0: Right, but like, how can I can't even say that I wouldn't take the money and run because you know, like, your job's in jeopardy half the time. Everybody was getting fired left and right, so you know, wh- whatever, <laughs> take the money and run, fuck it. A lot, I mean, a lot of good came out of this. And a lot of good still coming out of this but if you're just trying to get in to make some money on this now stay the fuck away.
1: <laughs> oh, you're too late. That shit. Yeah. That shit's already sailed. You've already yeah, Can't you've already missed your now. opportunity.
0: Yeah. That's the, like that's really the only update. I mean, unless you guys know something that I don't know, but I've I still check in on it every day. I've still been following it. Um things are just leveling out at this point.
2: Which is fine. It, my thing with it is is at this point It looks like uh, uh, the company is not – not only were there executives who just kind of bolted in the process, but uh, they also attempted to actually tap into the money that they had acquired because people had bought up their stock and the fucking – and the government stepped in and stopped them from doing it. They stopped them from paying debts, which as far as I'm concerned is fucking despicable. Yeah. So was like I, if you were given money and these people aren't going to sell their, sell their shares, cause none of these people who have them are selling them. No. Like as far as I'm concerned, most of the people I've talked to have said, yeah, I'm just basically taking this stock to my grave. So I don't give a shit what happens to it. Right. Like everyone's like, you're losing money. No one cares. No one's yeah. doing this to make money. I, no one's <laughs> the, the few that are did so because they saw an opportunity to get some kind of money. And those people had gotten the blessings of the people who are holding theirs, So they don't care. Nope.
0: Well, that's the—that's what I was saying. A lot of these people now—they're just holding on to it, but they're the ones that had the money to lose in the first place. So, right, it is what it is. Yeah, it don't if you're gonna if you're trying to get into it now, like the hype was there, it's gone now. Um, there's a the the S, SEC, yeah, the SEC is doing investigations on everything. We don't know if they're going to come after the retail buyer or if they're going to go after the companies. More than likely, they're just going to go after the companies. Or not go after companies, go after the retail people and do something to protect the companies because that's the way our fucking government seems to be working nowadays. So um
2: yeah. If you're you're benefiting from it and you're the average citizen, it's a problem for them.
1: Yeah. Basically if you if you had (laughs) to be the big boy in the playground. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. If you're if you're if you suffer from
0: if you suffer from FOMO, um, well, this is your worst nightmare because you missed out already. It's it's over with. <laughs> so just it's literally just waiting for the dust to settle at this point, and it looks like it's going to be a slow settle. Uh, who knows I which think, way?
2: I, I think what's, I think what could possibly happen from all of this if if things keep rolling the way that they are is like there could be eventually some kind of another another like geyser moment against the shorts in the future if 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 because this is no, i know a lot of people feel more emboldened about the market now and i would be shocked if they just went and just started hopscotching from from stock to stock and just and just obliterating shorts just because it's funny yeah because again I, they're like oh we're looking for malfeasance dude this is an uncoordinated hive mind attack that was it was it, it, that was used as a way to basically show the show these stupid uh hedge funds that they weren't invincible anymore
0: no i agree the other good thing that happened out of this that we just kind of like glossed over is that gamestop actually did pivot and hired on two new executives to push more of a digital format so GameStop might be actually trying to save themselves at this point. Which cool.
2: <laughs> if they can recompense for all the bullshit that they've been doing for the past 10, 10 years and but like actually turn this into a positive thing, I would be I would be elated to watch that happen, especially because a lot of a lot of good has come from this whole thing and and it would be nice to see a company that I've been following in one iteration or another for most of my uh, video game playing life. So I'm never going to argue with that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about it the last episode, this is two weeks ago. So on February 3rd, 2021 GameStop did a news release. So uh, grapevine, Texas, February 3rd, 2021 GameStop today announced that it had appointed Matt Francis to a newly created role of chief technology officer, Mr. Francis is to start on February 15th, so he hasn't started yet. He'll start Monday. Um, he brings more than two decades of experience in e-commerce and consumer technology to GameStop. Most recently, he has been engineering an engineering leader at Amazon Web Services. He previously held a senior-level technology roles at companies such as QVC and Zuilli. At GameStop, Francis will be responsible for overseeing e-commerce and technology functions. That's the first person they did. Then they hired a second person. Uh, Kelly uh, Durkin, Senior Vice President of Customer Service. Ms. Durkin, who previously served as Chewy's Vice President of Customer Service, has a start date of March 1st. She helped establish a world-class customer service operation that positioned Chewy to achieve a uh, a net promoter score of 86 in 2018. In her role, Ms. Durkin will oversee customer service and engagement initiatives at GameStop. And they actually hired three people. My bad. Uh, Vice President of Fulfillment, Josh Kruger, who previously held a senior fulfillment role at Amazon, Walmart and QVC, has a start date of March 1st in his new role. Kruger will oversee the management of e-commerce fulfillment centers. So it sounds like they're going to shut down their stores and go to online sales, which uh, it's bad for the employees, but it's going to be better for the consumer because people can still shop at GameStop And buy their games, which I'm assuming with their Amazon connections, they're going to start doing more game sales through uh, Amazon and their own website.
2: Sounds about right.
0: So they're pivoting, but they're not. I mean, they're pivoting in a way that they should have been pivoting to begin with, to be honest. So,
2: well they they found their window of opportunity and they ran with it. If it's even if it took a little longer than it should. It'd be nice to see them kind of we kind of, you know, kind of, you know, wriggle their way out of this nonsense. It's nice to see at least one of our chi- one of our childhood institutions survive.
0: Well, on, I mean, unlike
2: Toys R Us.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously cuz Amazon fucked Toys R Us. But um we were we were God, saying oh, kid. it would have been dumb for Amazon to take the extra revenue and not do anything with it from this whole mess. I I know they were uh, like it it wasn't meant to help them at all. It was meant to screw another person. But to be caught in the backlash and then do something good with it is all I, all I was looking for. Because GameStop could have gone down the same road and still shut their doors at the end of the day. But may, this might be a good way to reinvent themselves. And we, we've said it we said it the last time, and if the, they're doing, it sounds like they're doing the right moves. So we'll see. We'll see where it all pans out. Indeed, we shall. So yeah. All right, we're cruising right along tonight. <clears throat> I think we're getting into the heated stuff now. where do you want to start you want to start tcgs you want to talk about cd project red's drama yeah let's talk about cd project red because i feel like the last one's going to be like the next one that you have in the list was going to be a fun one so um cd project red was the target of uh not doxing what's the word i'm looking for like a hacker attack basically and they took all of their all of their stuff, all of their data, all of their files and everything, and they were trying to hold them hostage. And CD Projekt Red put out a statement saying, basically, we don't negotiate with terrorists, um, but we're going to try our best to make everything right again. Honestly, I think this, even if even if it's true, this is CD Projekt Red out of the whole cyberpunk mess. Yes? No? Everyone's going to go dead air on me? Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's... Um in all honesty, I don't really have much of an opinion over it, because I don't really know too much about it, in all honesty. I mean,
0: so let's see if I can find the tweet. CD Project Red. Yeah. Okay, so they put this out on... Fuck, four days ago, whatever it is. So, yesterday we discovered that we had become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Red Capital Group, and left a ransom note, uh, the content of which we released in the public. Although some devices in our network have been uh, encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this is well, that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data we are taking necessary steps to uh, mitigate the consequences such as of such a release in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach we are still investigating the incident however at this time we can confirm that as, to our best knowledge the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users Of our services, we have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the personal data protection office, as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. And well,
1: I'm glad they're at least taking measures.
0: But do do you see how hilarious it is that Cyberpunk got hacked? (laughs)
1: It's the most ironic, <laughs> yes.
0: So here's the note they left. Hello CD Project Red in a notepad. Hello CD Project. Uh, oh, so this is a Hello CD Project. You have been epically pwned. <laughs> we have dumped full copies of the source code for your. Hold on. I gotta like... figure out how to wait to get this all in one place. Your pre perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3. Gwent, and the unreleased version of Winter 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to the contacts in gaming journalism, your public... Image will go down the shitter even more than people will see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have forty eight hours to contact us.
1: <laughs> I mean, it can't be as. I mean, it can't be as bad as uh, as uh, that life where the, where the CEO was all like, I dare you to try and hack into my personal shit. Here's my social security card. It's legit. See if you can try and steal my personal information. Oh my god, they stole my personal information.
0: Yeah, well remember, they were, they were letting go of people too. And they put out another tweet that same day to our ex-employees. They put it out in a tweet instead of contacting them, which I thought, this is weird. To to our ex-employees at this moment, we do not possess evidence that any of your personal data was secured – was no, was accessed, however. However, we still recommend caution, i.e. enabling fraud alerts. If you have questions, please write our privacy team, dpo at
1: cdprojectred.com. I mean you could theoretically argue uh, that one of the former employees could potentially be uh – one of the culprits, but uh, <laughs> that's just me. That's just me putting on my tin hat here. Yeah,
0: but they—they've literally, like, they've lost all of their data, and they're all they're doing is backing up, and then they're going to have all of it leaked because it's going to leak. This is how it's going to be right now. <laughs> they basically said we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, CD Project like Red. Just they take. I just—I I seriously think it's funny that a hacker hacked. <laughs> cyberpunk server stuff like like did you not see this coming (laughs) the irony the irony the Uh, irony
1: has not escaped the war
2: gamer
0: no obviously not ah all right we got some secret layers and some pokemon scalper bullshit as you
1: oh, can, by all means, as, have, have at it, gentlemen. Go! Yeah. As
0: you can yes. tell by the sound of my voice, it's. Uh. <laughs> no, <please. laughs> all right, you want to take this one, Drew?
2: <laughs> so, All right, so I'll do the secret lair, which I mean, I'm only doing because uh, why? Because
0: I feel like um, we have to. <laughs>
2: Oh no, it's hysterical because there, there, there are multiple parts to all this. So, several secret layers are dropping in in, in the quarter one of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the uh, Smitten uh, secret layer drop. We have the Showcase caldheim part one and part two in regular and in foil. Obviously, uh, the Smitten is only in foil. There is a Valentine's Day 2021. Um, I'm sorry. The Smitten is the super drop. But the actual Valentine's Day foil set is uh, only foil. It looks like no, no. They got a regular one too. Cool.
0: It's fairy, so, isn't it? That's the fairy one, right?
2: No, that's just the that's just the uh, uh the one that has um charm. Um, be nice to see the actual pictures because they're blurry as shit.
0: Uh, I just went to the Secret Lair website right now.
2: I'm on there now. Um, We got Boros Charm, Gisela Blade of Gold Knights, Goblin Rabblemaster, Heliad Sun Crowned, uh, Monastery Swift Spear, and a Goblin Token. So, it's. um, They're all done by a specific artist who look really super Valentine's Day ish. I mean, the art's kind of interesting, but like. Eh. Eh it's all super cutesy you also have the unfathomable crushing brutality of basic lands foil edition there's also a regular one as well and the art for those are really cool but like it's 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 flipping basic lands
0: you're paying 30 and 40 dollars for basic lands
1: Okay, this is not going to Bob Ross sprout again, is it? <laughs> yeah, close enough. Yeah.
0: Close enough. Yeah. Yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Bob Ross was a little bit more expensive than this, but yeah,
2: same, same theory. And then there's the uh, the for very. very, very for fuck's sake! Ugh. I'm sorry, but that really gets to me. Oh no, it gets to me too because you can probably find somebody to make those for you for an eighth of the price.
0: Yeah, they're basic lands. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna use these in the fucking game. At thirty bucks a piece, you're, you're like you're literally just buying this to showcase them. At that point, just have fucking somebody on Etsy make it.
2: <laughs> Essentially, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not for undercutting a main company uh, on their sort on their uh, their resources, but like the secret layer thing has been a been a shit show from the start, and I don't like ever giving giving a company any kind of kudos for doing terrible things and this is this is just terrible the fairy 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 red um set looks cool because it's cards that are actually pretty pretty flippin awesome uh it's like a rainbow it's a rainbow fever dream though like the art is like literally like release if lisa frank was doing straight fucking coke yeah. um <laughs> so you got glennar lendra archmage uh mistvine cleek uh, Spell Stutter Sprite and uh, Vendilion Clique, and they're all uh, they're all cool cards from Lorwyn. Uh, a couple of them had, had had reprints, but like they're they're particular they're really really colorful. But like for forty bucks, they, they fucking better be, especially because they're only in foil. Yeah,
0: you missed one, but, but it's not up on the site because I don't think you can get it anymore. It's the um, Black History Month set.
2: Yeah, that one actually—it's it, yeah—that's already up and out. Uh, but it had some cool cards in it, and it had a re, reprint of Hero of Dominaria. I didn't. Which just only a pretty expensive card.
0: The only card I had a problem with in that set was Cultivate, for obvious reasons.
2: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but you know, whatever. At this point, it's it's done and over with. Now we get to the fun part of the secret layer stuff because it. This is the this is the drama part of all of this. So the, the, the two showcases, the showcase Kaldheim sets that come in regular and foil you can are, get showcasing, those right now. Uh, are showcasing Giants. Now, there's one that's going to be in red and black, and, and then there's one that's going to be in green and blue. So the red and black one will have um, Croxa, uh, Titan of Death's Hunger. It'll have uh, Inferno Titan and Grave Titan and then oh. the uh, the blue green one will have frost titan primeval titan and uro uh as, as the uh, as the uh the, the centerpieces on that uh, the problem with the uro one is uh in the actual flip and description there is a disclaimer stating that they will be banning uro in in several formats <laughs> before the damn thing even comes out <laughs>
0: Are you kidding me right now?
2: <laughs> nope. I will, you can look on the website. No, oh. we are planning an upcoming ban and restricted announcement. In that announcement, we plan to ban Euro Titan of Nature's Wrath in Pioneer, Modern, and Historic. Additionally, we're continuing discussions about doing the same in Legacy. While we are still working internally on the larger BNR announcement for, this, for that week, we wanted to share this information ahead of this sale. Oh
0: my god! And they still want people to pay fucking thirty bucks for this shit. Oh.
2: Twenty four for regular, thirty nine or 39 for the fucking foil set.
0: <laughs> my god, dude! Wow. Hey, uh, buy this card. But just so you're aware, we are gonna ban this. But we just want you to have a really cool looking card. Oh my god.
2: Well, didn't it's, it? It's almost written in gold foil. Oh, my God. Like, I already own most of those Titans. I'm only missing the Primeval Titan. It's not worth it for me to even attempt to buy these things. One, because I don't give a shit about Secret layers overall. It's a terrible business model that's predatory as fuck. Plus, the but foils no are great. the
0: same quality as the foils that you get in a box. That's just going to come bent to you anyway.
2: Yeah, no fooling. I'm not wasting my time with that shit. If it's just going to curl... Before I even get it out of the goddamn secret layer box, because not like it's hermetically sealed, right? So <laughs> no, like this, this is this is an absolute shit show. Like if if you were if you were looking at that and you were excited, like you wanted it, like not anybody, not not like everybody's playing in person magic right now, but I mean it's starting to come back a little bit, and people are doing a lot of uh, uh, webcam gaming. Like, if you really wanted these things, like, f- as part of your deck, or you were foiling out a deck, why the fuck would you ever do that? Like, you you can't even play Uro. At- they were already warning you you can't play Uro. <laughs> like, that should, shoot- that should shoot that whole fucking sail right in the flood. Oh. I yeah. This I is- guess if you play it, a- you might be able to want it. I don't know.
1: This well, is about I- as stupid as that as that particular blue eyes white dragon card that you showed me a few days ago they are apparently selling a silk a silver plated blue eyes white dragon card for a thousand dollars
0: yeah but it's silver plated Oh, my God! So <laughs>
1: but it's a blue eyes white dragon man I, okay it, it, that is one of the more common fucking cards out there i saw I saw it's somebody buy as common as fucking lands and magic.
0: I saw somebody buy four uh max gold boxes and pull three blue eyes white dragons out of the four boxes <laughs> or, or <ice. laughs> Yeah, so no, honestly, so I think Secret Lair is what was meant to be geared towards EDH players because you're getting one of a card, you're getting some cool art. Some of it's tribal, some of it's not. The basic lands is still bullshit, in my opinion, because anybody who plays EDH already has cool alternate art lands because lands are the, <laughs> probably the easiest ones to proxy out of anything. <laughs> And no one's gonna give you shit for proxying a land, except for like you know like dual lands and shit. Honestly, no one should give you shit for proxying anything. Let's put it that way. It's fucking casual ass format. <laughs> like
2: like the fairy one might be worth my time because I I'd like to have at least a copy of Vendelian Click and uh, Glenalendra Archmage. Like the spell Stutter Sprite, I'd want maybe for uh, Popper because it's a it's a common, and like Miss Spine Click, I don't know maybe. So So, honestly
0: out of all of them, the fairy one. Yeah, honestly, out of all of them, fairy was probably the only one I was thinking, oh, that one's actually pretty legit. Problem is you're only getting what four cards for you're paying ten bucks a card.
2: Well, most of those cards are around ten bucks or more. Oh yeah, Vendilion Click's a modern staple. What's up?
0: Vendillion click is a modern staple.
2: Vendillion clicks a modern staple. Spellstutter Sprite is in pa- is, uh, is a staple in Pauper and in Modern. Um, Glintulendra Archmage is a staple in EDH and Modern. I don't know about Mispine Clique because I haven't uh, I, I I haven't played that much. But like if you're ever doing Fairy Tribal, you literally have like the most the four most powerful fairies in Fairy Tribal. And with uh, Una getting getting a reprint out of the Zendikar um, precon. Uh, deck right out of right
0: out of the gate with those yeah no it's it's definitely like fairy was definitely the one set that i was looking at that i was like i might actually grab that one but then again it's like what am i going to do with it because i don't really play fairies the call time showcase ones they seem cool uh, like you said though oro's going to be banned out of it so what the fucking point
2: well, if you're playing EDH, it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a nice centerpiece to your deck if you're building a commander deck out of him. But I don't really yeah. – you'd be better served at that point because he's going to – two things are going to happen. You, the, several eternal formats are going to lose access to Oro, which will drop the price dramatically. Yeah, so and I'll be able to pick up a normal print then. on top of it, so the price will drop even further.
0: Yeah. I have, yeah. At that point, then you might as well just buy Oro or separate. It. You don't need it. I think
2: I, I'm pretty
0: sure I gave you a Grave Titan. I think Grave Titan was in my um, my zombie deck.
2: Yep, Grave Titan was in there. He's in the binder right now. Yep. The only one I'm missing is Primeval, and I haven't had a need to get one, so I never really went to complete the the, the series because I have all the other ones. So hell, yeah. I have like like six copies of the White Titan. So meh. yeah.
0: No, uh, magic seems like oh fuck. That's the one thing I said I was gonna do and I forgot to fucking do it. We could have talked about that. I was gonna I was gonna go through my um, the stuff that I have for my deck. Um, I drew a lot of stuff out of my two boxes. I, I lucked out huge out of my two boxes. I think um, just out of stuff to draw and cool cards, but I, I have stuff to put together like a final like list of stuff to buy like there's a few that i want and obviously i'm changing it up because there's a few call time cards like the black god where if you cast a spell you have to sacrifice a creature or some shit like or no you lose two life like obviously that one's gonna go into my deck (laughs) so um anytime was it anytime an opponent casts a spell
2: You're talking about Terragrid, right? Yeah. He's a good card.
0: He's a very good card. I see people build commander decks around him already. They're using him as the commander and just playing straight black. I didn't know Black could be that strong.
2: Yeah, the, the 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 prices for Kaldheim have kind of leveled off. Like most of the gods have settled under sub 10, have settled under under ten, except for the the four, the five color one. Uh, I think Targrid is almost is around is nearly around ten, and like um, I think those are the only ones I saw that were that were at that point. And then like the two major mythics that were expensive to begin with, I don't think have ducked in price at all. There's like Warrenclax is still in the 20 to 30 range and same with Tibalt and Tibalt is now like a, a monster right now in modern along with uh along with the red counter spell that that came out like the, these things are ridiculous right now like cascade in modern is become a ridiculous ridiculous meta right now
1: Tibalt's trick,
0: trickery actually dropped to under three bucks.
2: Right now it's not about trickery as much as it's about Tybalt slash Valky because you can, uh, the, the cascade rules for, for uh, modal cards is, uh, when you if if one side is within the uh, uh the CMC requirement for the thing you're cascading from, you can cast either side even if the other side is more expensive. So if you're cascading oh. like uh, Arden Plea, which is a three cost. And you and you cascade into Valky. You can cast Tibalt instead if you want to.
0: No shit.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's pretty cool.
0: So the most expensive card that I have out of the thing is the Vorinclex, the Phyrexian Vorinclex. He's sitting at about fifty bucks right now. And then my Halvar showcase is at like six bucks. Terragrid got a fright. That's the one where um, opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent, discards a permanent. You may put that into into the battlefield under your control. So anytime somebody drops a, you know, discards something or goes to the graveyard, I basically take it. That was pretty cool.
2: So the, the most expensive I have right now is my, is, uh, my Valky slash Dibble. Um, his mid price right now is twenty seven ninety nine. Um, holy crap. The, the, the foil pricings on these are pretty insane.
1: And I have a regular
2: <laughs> Vorinclex, which is sitting around, uh, um, like the same price from 25 to 30.
0: Yeah. I figured the world tree and Kaya would be up there, but they're not, they're just both under four bucks.
2: Yeah. I managed to get a, I managed to get a Kaya for pretty cheap. Not going to complain about that.
0: No. And then the Realm the gotta, realm gotta, Walker gotta, box toppers. Ahead. Fucking Realm Walker box toppers are garbage. Everybody's got one now. So there's so many of them out there. They're not even worth anything good.
2: <laughs> Dude, I pulled two regular Realm Walkers out of my box. So did so I. Like, I had almost, <laughs> almost a full play set just from all that shit. And like I spent under 50 to get everything else that I needed for my legendaries. Like I, Because every time I get a, a new set opens up. I get, I go and get all of the uh, the associated legendary creatures and and uh, and artifacts from it. So like, I have all of them, and it didn't cost me that much. Even if even though I pre ordered most of it.
0: Yeah, it's not this set's not uh, overly expensive right now. It was at launch, but right now
2: it's not bad. It's, we're not bad at all. No, right now there seems to be a huge run. Like I said, I've said multiple times, but the run still continues. Like there's a massive run on, on reserve list shit. So like it's continuing and it's starting to creep up into uh, other things. I've managed to scoop, like I've literally twice now managed to scoop up uh, reserve list cards that were still in the like 50 cents to a dollar range. Just as they start, just suddenly just jutted it up into like the five to six dollar range out of nowhere, like th- this is clearly there's clearly buyouts happening.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I,
2: it's kind of it's kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. Speaking of buyouts, um, we can jump into Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> everybody we wants want, to hear about the Pokemon. The range. Oh my god! So this is actually fucking perfect. So, um. What is it? Two, three days ago, I want to say it was midweek, right? Maybe it mid-week? was either
2: midweek or closer to the beginning, so either Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: Yeah. So as as most people know, Pokemon is being fucking scalped left and right, and Logan Paul's causing problems with moving, you know, buying a base set. Pokemon boxes for like a million bucks, and then selling uh, packs like pack pulls for thirty thousand a piece. It basically, it's become a rich person's game, and what's what it's causing is it's causing a bunch of back you know backlash now with the Pokemon community because we have these new people that are going into real t- retail locations like Target, Walmart. Um, some local shops buying up all their stock for cheap and then trying to resell it either sealed or opened for like almost double or triple the price. Mostly sealed product is going that way. But they're all of a sudden calling themselves Pokemon investors. Thanks to the fucking bullshit guru guy who doesn't know shit. It's gotten so bad that they're scalping the fucking McDonald's um, 25th anniversary cards that you get a pack in every fucking Happy Meal. People are going to McDonald's and buying cases of them and selling them for 10 bucks a pack. And there's nothing in there that's worth anything. It's just the starters. You're getting the starters from every region. Well, it's not every region. Whatever pack you're getting will give you the starters for that region plus a foil. So you'll get three starters of, like, say, you know, Kanto, where you get Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and... Charmander and then you'll get a hollow whatever. It doesn't the hollow can be from whatever set. But it's gotten so bad that they're even going and stealing this like not stealing, scalping the cereal boxes for 20 bucks a pop with the same card in it. There's no difference cards. Every box comes with a fucking Pikachu, and some dickbag on the internet said it was gonna be worth 30 grand. So now they're trying to get the fucking cereal and sell the boxes for 20 bucks. Like, are you fucking kidding me? like oh so i i've been buying happy meals because my kid enjoys happy meals and now i get to teach him about pokemon cards but i swear to fucking god i ever show up to a mcdonald's and they don't have a fucking pokemon card in there for my kid i'm gonna freak the fuck out (laughs) anyway moving on because people are fighting back against the scalpers and i fucking love this shit basically
2: don't fighting back against it what happened it was a long time coming.
1: That was for sure.
0: Well, the Pokemon company is fighting back. Is helping to fight back now. So they released a, um, a tweet on February 10th. We were aware that some fans are experiencing difficulties purchasing certain Pokemon TCG products due to high, very high demand. In response, we are reprinting impacted products at maximum capacity to ensure more fans can enjoy Pokemon TCG. More info here. And they link to their support. So I just happen to be scrolling through. Uh, it just says they're reprinting. Oh, they're going to do. OK, I guess I'll read you the statement from the website, too. We are aware that some cards are, or some of you are experiencing difficulties purchasing certain Pokemon trading card game products due to very high demand and global shipping constraints impacting availability. We understand this inconvenience uh, can be disappointing for fans, and we are working to address address it where it is within our control in situations where there are limited availability. We are actively working to print more of the impacted TCG products as quickly as possible at a maximum capacity to support this increased demand. Reprinted products are expected to be available at retailers as soon as possible. The new Pokemon TCG expansion launching in the future, we are maximizing production to increase product availability upon release, and we will continue to reprint the product to replenish stock at retailers as soon as possible. We'd like to thank our community for their continued support and patience as we work to deliver more Pokemon TCG products to fans. It's going to be modern products. They're not going to go back and reprint the base set stuff. I hope to God they're not going to do that because Jesus. So here's the argument. The argument is what it's going to do is it's going to kill the price of the secondary market. I have no problem with that. The argue, other, argue, and it's gonna, it's gonna crash the market to uh, collectors. Well, real collectors understand that just because the price drop now, drops now, it's not going to be that low in the future. Yeah, you're swamping the market, but a lot of people are gonna destroy cards. The supply is not going to be there in the future. You might have people just sitting on stuff. The longer you sit on it, the higher the price goes. Basically, because there's no market for it, as we kind of see with alpha and beta cards for Magic. I'm currently sitting on the fucking fat Pikachu who's going, who's at now $386 for the card. I'm not getting rid of mine. If that fucking thing drops in price, I'm still not getting rid of it. What's the point? Like I have it for my collection. You know what I mean? Like I'm unaffected by this, but now more people have the opportunity to get that card because it's a fucking cool looking card. I I need the rainbow cards. I don't care. Like I'm thinking about buying a full set of all the rainbows. Um, just to have them because they just look like cool fucking cards for a collection. But the only people that are going to complain are going to be the scalpers. Here's the second thing that happens. Second thing that happens is Pokemon can't put out enough product and we still have the scalpers scalping them. But if people refuse to pay the prices, these guys are going to have to move their product and it's going to have to move at a cheaper price because now they're sitting on it and they're stuck with the money. Simple supply and demand. If there's no demand for it, the price will stay low. If there's a demand for it, the price is going to go up. So that's the the bad side of what I think could possibly happen. The other thing, um, which I also noticed while I was scrolling through Facebook, a local shop to, uh, to me, uh, kind of to us, was selling um, Pokemon cards at the scalper prices. And I was like, what the hell? So I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, What's the deal? Like, why are you guys doing that? And basically what it comes down to is they're keeping their stocks, uh, their shelves stocked for their community, but also being able to sell at those scalper prices if they were to buy them at those prices to make some money. But they said that they were I'm not mentioning the name because I don't want fucking people going in there be like, hey, I heard you guys discount shit. But they are doing discounts to people from the community that play at that store. So those the people that play at that store regularly and are you know part of their community, they're not paying these scalper prices for product. So, right. Yeah. So there's there's people fighting back in definite way. There's people looking out for the community. There's people that care about the people in the community and the people that are trying to play. And I have to imagine that this um, this point of Pokemon, like the Pokemon company. Mass reprinting stuff is because it's going in the long run going to kill the game. And if you kill the game, there's no reason to produce the cards. So you're effectively killing the hobby. Because the way they make their money is they, you know, they throw the big tournaments, they you know, do invitationals, they do the world tournaments, the kids of, you know, three different tiers of players, you have youth, junior and masters leagues, people need to be able to get these cards. And obviously you can buy singles, but if these stores are trying to sell them, they're not cracking these boxes for singles anymore. So you're effectively going to kill the game the longer this goes on. So in my opinion, this is the best possible thing that they could have done is to ramp up production and get the product out to
2: people. Agreed. I think at the end of the day, the the methodology to get around scalpers is definitely improving and has been improving dramatically since this whole debacle started because I, I, I at, when I was at my job last, uh, they had, well, second to last time they had just restocked all of the, the card product and like all the Pokemon shelves were all filled back up. Everything was good. Box sets were And they're all gone. Like yep. in a matter of days, in a matter of a couple of days, like the shelf was completely barren. couple of days. And they you had to sign up like like for, uh, 10 for, minutes. Cole, for sports cards that said you, you know old three per person because of the, the demand yep
0: yeah I mean uh, places have already started doing it with Pokemon product too a lot of the Walmarts now you can only buy Pokemon stuff behind the counter um, if it's not um, like this, the booster packs you can only buy them at customer service behind the counter at some of these targets which I get it uh, they don't want people fighting and shit And it's better because now people are getting the product. Like that was the whole point. Like everyone's keeps saying, Oh, you don't give a shit about the kids. You don't, you don't give a shit about them. No, I really do. Because if you don't have the kids getting into the hobby and doing what they enjoy, it's gonna the hobby's gonna die. Adults can't keep it going. Like that's just not how it how it goes. Right. So you have to you have to be able to sustain the hobby, and the best way to sustain the hobby is to you know, let the old guys be like the knowledge just because like I mean, just because we collect two doesn't mean we're trying to screw the kids out of collecting. We're going I'm going like I do it with magic. I'll go in. I'll buy a pack or two whenever I go to like Target or something or like if of like Commander Legends or, you know, one of the, the sets that isn't at like my comic shop because my comic shops where I'm going for my booster boxes anyway or my singles for that matter. So it's like. I'll go in. I'll buy like a pack or two. But if I go in and I don't see anything, well, how's my kid going to get excited about it? So, like, now my my four-year-old's got a pack of Pokemon cards, and he knows who Pikachu is, and he's getting excited for Pokemon because of the McDonald's stuff. But what happens if all that shit wasn't there, and then he can't get into it, and all he sees is Pikachu on a box? He's going to collect stuffed animals then? Like, come on. I don't know. I, the whole the whole fucking scalper thing is bullshit. And I, I really hope that they get fucking stuck on product and shit like if shit, if Pokemon the company went straight to direct to order. And I mean, you can do it with the PS5s right now. You have to wait in a queue and have to have a PlayStation Network um, account to buy a PS5 straight from Sony. What if what if Pokemon went to that? Anybody who has a Pokemon uh, trainer ID of like a certain amount of time can now buy products straight from Pokemon. I mean, that's the other option.
1: Well, one thing that's time sensitive and if there's anything that the Pokemon company is or despises is having to wait because you right. have, to, because as big as the French, uh, the fan base is not all of them are going to have a Pokemon, uh trainer ID account. Well, Yeah. Agreed. Which means if you want to, if you're trying to cap it based on how much time they've been with the company, um, that they've had the ID, in order for them to, it's it's basically locking out a significant portion of the fan base that they are trying to get to in the first place.
0: Okay, so I can, I can see selfish. it was a bad idea, but you, you the the point behind it made sense to
1: me. <laughs> no, the, I get it. The intent. Yeah. The intent is solid, but it, it's not the best execution in my plan. Right, but you,
0: you got to fail to find the best route of to be able to do things. I don't know. The, the scalper prices for PS5s have dropped, and Sony being able to do the direct buy thing has been actually pretty decent because you're only allowed to buy, I think, one per PlayStation Network ID. So once you buy it, then they ship it out to you and you've got it. I haven't bought mine
1: yet, so don't
0: get all excited, guys. <laughs> I'm still probably yeah, going to wait till about June. Somehow
1: show up at your place and be like, "Hey, man, I've never seen a white PS4 before. I've never <laughs> seen it in that particular curve either. It's so odd."
0: No, I'm probably and still going to. Honestly,
1: feels really nice too. It's almost like wait a minute.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm probably still going to wait till summertime to get mine, Just because. That's what I've been saying, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Just kind of like how I wrote off WandaVision. I haven't gone back to it, but now I have to. So it is what it is. (laughs) Speaking of like new shows, I've been I've been watching the My Hero Academia, and I've been really enjoying it. (laughs) Let's get on some anime weeb talk. Yeah, maybe I might start playing some of those video games. Yeah, no. So Pokemon, Pokemon is fighting back. Um, scalpers are being dude, dude. Scalping got so bad that they were somebody figured out that the cereal containers from Target are the perfect size to hold the Elite Trainer boxes, and they started scalping those from the shelves. You could buy those for ten bucks, and they were selling them for like thirty on eBay. Like th- that's how fucking insane this has gotten. I don't know. I'm just glad Magic hasn't caught that wave of bullshit. Because I think I lose my fucking mind. Oh, that's the other thing. People are telling me to go into the Digimon card game instead of trying to collect Pokemon because Pokemon's so hard to collect right now. Honestly, like until the reprints happen and the flooding starts, like I'm kind of out of Pokemon. Like period. Not like I was really major into it, but I'm not picking up anything. Like not even like a booster pack at this point until that shit starts happening.
2: It's probably smart at this point. I think. I like after. I I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm gonna have to t- uh, shut the MTG faucet down for a bit after uh, um, Time Spiral Remastered comes out. Like I, I think I'm going in for a box on that one, and then like unless there's some like massive legendary that I need out of it, I, I I'm not I'm kind of gonna stop for a bit because like I've had I've had wallet fatigue like. Repeatedly on Whiplash for the past year. I'm just so tired of buying their fucking product. Yeah. I love it. I think all this stuff is really good, but like, I'm not playing physical magic, so everything I do just gets stuffed in a binder unless I'm building a deck, and even those I've kind of, kind of slowed down. So until like in-person gaming starts up again in my area, I'm, I'm just, I'm just done.
0: Yeah, I think from now on, I'm just gonna do uh, a box, a box a set is I think what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the same thing you are. Like anytime time the, the, the second the new set drops, buy a box. Might do a pre-release kit early. So we do a pre-release kit and then a box. But that's probably about it. Because I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat you are going into uh, EDH. But I had to restart my collection. So at this point, it's like I, I got enough of some of the new modern stuff, in my opinion, for the deck. I'm going to focus on the one deck finish the one deck out so i have something to play when we all get to hang out again and then grow my collection slowly again and hold on to it cuz there's nothing wrong like even if i pick up a single box crack open the whole box and just leave the pre-release kit closed i have sealed product for the future in case i need to move it later and i have a box of stuff that i've gone through already and then i just buy the singles i need at that point so it's it is what it is
2: well, the only thing I'm going to be doing after a Time Spiral is I'm finally going to f- finish up um my popper cube and then get that all sleeved up. And then like once I have my popper cube done and like I have more than enough EDH decks where I could literally host my own EDH night tenfold with very little difficulty and but and my binders literally bursting at the seams with stuff I could build decks out of. I'm I'm literally set like I don't give a, I don't give a shit about Strixhaven that's going to be coming out, which looks like it's going to be, it, it, it's like if, if MTG and Harry Potter had a baby, that's what Strixhaven is supposed, supposedly supposed to be. So who the fuck knows? (laughs) So I'm, I'm like, that was where, that was where my jump off point was for, for that. I might jump back in for, uh. Um, supposedly, they're going back to uh, Kamigawa at some point. Ooh. the The rumors are kind of iffy. They're thinking, they're saying that uh, it could be a futuristic uh, Kamigawa, like a like a like a Tokyo uh, futuristic Tokyo kind of scenario. I don't know. Maybe they'll stick with the ancient theme. I don't have a fucking clue. But like, it's like the stuff that they're putting out is kind of hit or miss. And unless, like the unless the Commander collection they're putting out this year is going to be particularly prime, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time on that. Like they would have to stuff that fucker with some really really good stuff. Yeah, and really... and the Com- first Commander collection had some really good shit, but the only reason it was worth picking up is because my my LGS was willing to sell it for under under the the market value of where it was like seventy bucks on everywhere else, but they were selling it for. I don't yeah. know. I'm 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 I, kind of I'm kinda of petering out unless the, the whole pandemic thing straightens itself out. I don't see a reason to continue on. It's just wearing me thin.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna only pick up the sets I'm interested in. Obviously Kaldheim Vikings, that's a cool themed set. I enjoyed everything that's in the Kaldheim boxes, like everything I went through and looked through and drew and the art and I was just like this it's just it appeals to me just like the just like asian culture is going to appeal to me like when kamagawa comes out i missed out on the first kamagawa so i feel like this next kamagawa even if it is a futuristic thing like i'm s- still going to pick stuff up for it i just like i like that culture and i think i'm just going to pick up the sets that i enjoy like if they ever re-released innistrad if they went back to innistrad i'd probably pick that up i'm kind of tired with ravnica i've gone to ravnica 7 million fucking times if we went back to Dominaria, that'd be pretty cool.
2: Um, if they're doing Time Spiral, they're going to be going back to Dominaria at least in part, so that's good. Yeah,
0: so Dominaria, Lorwyn, uh, Kamigawa, and then Caldheim. I think those are like the those are the themes that I'm gonna like probably be mo- most likely to buy into.
2: I think at this point, like it, it, unless Strixhaven like knocks me off my feet, I'm not really wasting my time with it. Yeah. At least with time spiral, I know there's gonna be some decent reprintings, and they're bringing back uh the old old m t g border for some of the cards, so that's perfectly fine by me
0: i mean we'll cover the we'll cover the the stuff when it drops, like we'll talk about it, but if obviously you know us like if there's nothing in it, like <laughs> we're going to tell you yeah nothing really fancies us <laughs> Kaldheim, we were all hyped yeah. for we're kind of still hyped for <laughs> even after it dropped, so at least I am. <laughs> Um.
2: Oh, I, I'm I've I've I have nothing but nothing but compliments for Kaldheim. The cards that came out of it were amazing. I think if anything, like I'd still continue my trend with Strixhaven for picking up commons and uncommons because as a popper player, it's worth it to me, and the prices for them generally are pretty reasonable. Yeah. So I'd be if I was gonna do anything, that would be probably what I would end up doing for sets going forward, and maybe singles if I need it for a deck specific, but I don't. I'm not thinking that's going to end up being the case.
0: I might jump on that uncommon train. You might have to tell me where you do that from, because that seems like a good thing. I enjoy... A lot of the uncommons turn out to be, like, probably my most used cards, and I never have enough of them. Like, Path of Exile back in the day used to be an uncommon card. So...
2: Well, then it became a modern staple, and it jumped in the fucking roof. And they've been trying to reprint it back down to a price that was more reasonable. Right. Trust me, I have like a playset and a half of a Path to Exile for various, re- for, because of various reasons. They ended up reprinting it in a dual deck, so I had a copy from there. I had a Path to Exile because of some some other deck that I had, and then I ended up with several Path to Exiles when I got my uh, the Christmas pack from Channel Fireball because it came with the full. It came with the. Uh, um, the full, the full picture or uh, full, whatever you want to call it, uh, version along with lightning bolts and some other shit. So yeah, I, yeah, w- with that kind of stuff, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see them actually going and doing that kind of stuff. Cause wizards go, I, I'm never going to give wizards a great deal of leeway on a lot of things, but when it comes to stuff, oh, before I forget, um, the new set of challenger decks has been, have been spoiled. For those who don't know challenger decks are basically ready out of the box standard decks that you can play they're usually uh the usual msrp for them is uh i think it was 39 um or 29 i'm not sure they might have gone up in price it doesn't matter there's no fucking msrp <laughs> um and they're all, and they're all decks that are current to, that are current to the, the uh current meta and archetypes so um like they have rogues um Uh, Azorius Control, uh, because every flippin' set has to have it, Uh, uh, Green Stompy, and uh, Red Rush. Yep. So, yeah. Every set's got one of those. Yep. Hold on. And, uh, yeah, Uh, reprints galore as usual, because each one of those decks usually comes with at least a copy or two copies of some of the higher empowered mythics. Um, and then a bunch of rares that uh, most people want in bulk, anyways. But as per usual, um, they, they usually put the challenger decks out around the time when, when rotation is going to happen. So a lot of those decks will only have value to you until Strixhaven comes out. And at that point, then they rotate out. But if you're, if you want an out of the box deck and you want to play in standard for like, you know the fnms that aren't happening or your your local play group if people are still playing that absolutely go for those if you want to they're a great value i have picked up at least one every year that they've come out and i've never felt disappointed with what i purchased i've played a couple games with them usually but they end up getting broken down into pieces eventually and i end up throwing them into my binder because they end up going into edh decks because a lot of them come with some of the more sought after rare lands and uh some of the Planeswalkers and stuff end up in there are pretty good, too. So there you go. Yep.
0: All right, hold on a second, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, now that we're done with magic. <laughs> Oy. So uh, I finally broke down and I bought some Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
1: Yay!
0: Uh, yeah. I bought uh, three of the... St- I haven't opened the starter decks yet. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't... uh, Like, I know what's in them, but I haven't really opened them. But I did buy a maximum gold. And uh, I might be buying more of these, because... Holy fuck, do these cards look awesome. So... I got a... Apologia, Bow of the Goddess... And a Beatrice, Lady of the Eternal in one pack. And, like, the foiling on these cards... Or, holy fuck, are they awesome. Fair enough. You tell me if I got anything good, because I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. But I already opened them all. I'm just kind of reopening them to go through them. Well, uh, I know
1: the Beatrice card is from the Burning Abyss archetype, so... And that one can be a popular rogue deck, so it's not the worst call.
0: Uh Elder of the Entity... Entis? And Super Polymerization
1: super polymerization is a great card because it's a spell speed four what happens it it, and the spell speed fours are the types of spells that once you activate your opponent nobody can counter nobody can counter them you're not allowed to respond to them and basically allows you to use um your opponent's monsters to fuse to create a fusion monster from your deck from your extra deck so it's like it, nice. it, 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 it helps you deal with problem boss monsters that your opponent might summon.
0: Oh, fantastic! And then I had uh, in that same pack I got Gaffa Dragon Lord of the Dark
1: World. Oh yes, I know him. Yes, he's from the he's from the Dark World archetype. That's a their their shtick is that they have card effects that only activate when discarded from card of, uh from your hand due to card effects. Nice. So basically all I'm reading you is the ones that
0: I got in the new gold foil. And because yeah. all of these are rares, because all of these are reprints, but um and then the yep, Gaff, the reprints. gaffa one is um, for me.
1: I when I got it, I got a forbidden chalice,
0: uh,
1: an artifact Lancia, the martial metal marcher, a Gaia the Dragon Champion.
0: Ooh, I got uh, Kitchen Dragon Maid, Herald of the Arc Light, and number 87 and 74 in the same pack. And a magical meltdown. It's all in that one pack. So like the foiling, I don't know, like Do you do you notice like the the cool-ass, like, gold-bordered foiling that they did on, the, on like, the foils on this one. Like, this, these are awesome-looking. Like, straight awesome-looking. <laughs> uh, so I got super-dimensional robot galaxy destroyer. And another super polymerization and a herald of arc-light. I don't, dude, like, am I missing something? Because the this foiling is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like these like the foiling on these are fucking awesome.
1: I'm just happy to get a rare white prince. Oh, I can't wait to start building my skull
0: server deck. So yeah. I think I'm gonna be buying more of these maximum golds. Just because I, I I seriously like these foilings. Are
1: all the foils like this or are they? They uh, it is just for Maxim gold. There used to be, they used to, they used to release uh, gold rares in like these special edition uh, boxes. Yeah, but they were so unpopular that they generally stopped doing them. Oh man, I think like, I like the I I hate the
0: names for Yu Gi Oh because they're like super long and obnoxious, but I like the art and the defoiling is. I want to say a thousand times better than what Magic is doing right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I do have to get a binder for these, though. So, we'll see. Now you have to
1: teach me how to play. Oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> learning to play isn't difficult, it's just learning to build the right kind of deck that suits your play style. Gotcha. Or if you're doing like tournament thing, the most optimal type of deck.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to be dropping 600 on a single deck or 300 on a single deck. Like that's just not happening. But I will collect the cards and then build from there. And because the cards are basically the resource, I figure collecting the cards would probably be the best way to get into it. (laughs)
1: Fair enough, man. Fair enough, and I'm glad. I, I'm glad you made that choice. Yeah, it's
0: just <clears throat> with all the like the crazy shit going on with every other like fucking TCG right now, except uh, obviously Magic. Magic I'll always play, but like with Pokemon, it's just it's just pushed me into like Yu Gi Oh, especially now that I like now I'm not buying Pokemon, so now I'm just gonna use that money towards Yu Gi Oh. That's just <laughs> it's easier that way. <laughs> Plus, you can get a whole box for, like, what, 70 bucks? So, hell of a lot better. <sighs> All right, what do we got left? Oh, Oh, we got the good stuff left.
2: What do we got?
0: The Ninja, Anita Narkeesian. Oh. oh, snap. All right. No, I mean, okay. We have the Call of Duty uh, Warzone bans 60,000 cheaters, which, okay, good for them. Fuck that. Fuck the cheaters. <laughs> I have no problem with them uh, doing I, that. I, uh, what, happened?
2: About goddamn time.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck that. And Plus, they were already doing shit. Like, if you bought a cosmetic, they'd put you in an easier lobby. Did you hear about that?
2: No, I didn't. What happened
0: now? Apparently, if you spent money on the cosmetics, because it's a free-to-play game, but if you spent money on the cosmetics to make yourself look cooler or, you know, buy a skin for a gun or whatever, they would automatically put you in an easier lobby.
2: Oh, that sounds like bullshit.
0: Well, yeah, because it's their way of getting free advertising. Think about it. Oh, this guy is playing really well, and he's got this skin, so let's go buy it. Christ. I think that's kind of cheating in and of itself, but eh, we have that. Alright, so let's go into uh, my fucking most favorite person in the goddamn world, Anita Sarkeesian, (laughs) and her episodic shit with Ninja. So, uh uh-oh, I liked it, my bad. So, Anita Sarkeesian decided... She wasn't making enough money, so she needed to start a whole new Gamergate um, feminist feud with Ninja, which, by the way, is still trending on Twitter. God damn. Oh, they're all okay. This is part of the news story. How about that? So everybody's dragging Anita right now. So Anita, Anita put out, okay, we should. I keep saying, okay. Let's give some more backstory to this. So anybody who doesn't know Ninja, Ninja is the big Fortnite streamer that left uh, Twitch to go to Mixer, making millions of dollars. Um, And then Mixer shut down, so he went back to Twitch. Um, Some deal there. He's a big Fortnite guy. He has been branching out into other games now, and there's some uh, behind-the-scenes drama with Fortnite and him. Um, It's not really drama. It's more... Rumors that he's leaving Fortnite, but he's really not. He's just playing the other games like Valorant and uh, Apex, and he's branching out. I think he's going even in going into uh, League of Legends. So who knows? Anyway, so uh, if you don't follow him, you wouldn't know this, but he specifically does not play in solo lobbies uh, with female uh, other female streamers or players. And that's more out of respect for his wife and his family for to avoid uh, things like false accusations, like or rumors that could potentially hurt his family or himself. So he's basically protecting himself from, you know, people lying about this shit. This is a well-known thing. He's constantly said it in every interview. People keep asking him about it. This is nothing new. So he just had another interview with another company and he basically said the same thing. He's doing it to, you know, protect himself from rumors that could potentially happen from it. It's not that's the whole thing behind it. Well, Anita Sarkeesian. Where do we start on her? Somebody else want to fill people in on Anita Sarkeesian? (laughs) Because I cannot
2: stand this lady. (laughs) Sure, I guess I'll take I'll take the helm on this one. So Anita Sarkeesian is a is a uh, feminist activist who is well known for several different things as far as her body of works. Uh, that would be her her uh, feminist frequency YouTube channel and her associated uh, informative videos along with that. Now, as far as the scope of what that entails and what what's included in that it generally covers uh, female characters in gaming, different tropes uh, along with that. she has a, she has a, another series called Tropes versus Women that she was doing for a while. This was in the early 2010s. Um, she gained prominence because there was a severe backlash against her body of works. There were several disputes. In her against her claims of different uh, misogynistic practices that were occurring in the video game industry via uh, uh, popular media, etc., um, and it had caused a great deal of backlash as she was going back and forth with the people who with the groups that were pushing back against her her claims. Uh, videos were being made, counter videos were being made about about her works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, she had a crowdfunding campaign for her feminist frequency series. Uh, she funded it, ended up, uh, making a decent amount of it. I don't think she ever completed the whole series because her attempt was to create the, the series so that it could be shown at colleges and high schools. The intent was for, uh, education, um, she ended up having several feuds with very, very prominent YouTubers at the time. Um, This was a little before Gamergate had fully swung in and, and gotten, gotten over Uh, after Gamergate started. She was very prominent in that along with Zoe Quinn and uh, Brianna Wu during that time as, as the feminist voices against the movement, as it were. Um, She's had, disputes with several people across the board uh sargon of a cod um mundane matt and his and his group there there were a bunch of people at that point who were, were butting heads with her across social media and youtube platform etc um she was making le- making inroads to um video game companies as a whole as a advisor slash uh, independent contractor of sorts I don't remember the company she was wor- was working for, but I know she had some. Uh, I believe she had some uh, had someone's ear in Google for a bit. Uh, at current, her Feminist Frequency channel is still up and running. She does a podcast with some of her with some of the people that she knows. I don't know if they're if they uh, work if they have a working relationship with her friends. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. Yeah, where she comes with different she... uh, pop culture stuff, Star Trek, uh different sci-fi things, etc. Um and she pops up from time to time with um her her take on things with popular media. I believe she had a point where she was talking about The Mandalorian, talking about Boob Armor and stuff. in that regard and um, <laughs> yeah, now we find ourselves here with her dealing with ninja.
0: So um, feminine Frequency, she actually ended up firing a lot of her staff because she couldn't pay them. So it's still around, it's just not uh, as prominent as it was before. Anyway, so, yes, that's Anita Sarkeesian who likes to stick her head in and make something about feminist uh, or feminist comments about what is going on. So, uh, that's where we are. So this tweet starts with um, creator Michelle uh, Morrow. She's a looks like a Hearthstone player, TV host and gamer, creator, actor for Good Game, and she runs a podcast, The Game Diaries. So she said a sampling of the daily harassment I received from at Ninja's followers. A couple weeks ago, I pointed out his stance on not playing with women doubled down in his recent New York Times interview is harmful to us. He tweeted, "I don't know shit," and. But his followers prove my point and, you know, show screenshots of, you know, go kill yourself, people doing, you know, calling her ugly, slut, and shit like that. So Anita Sarkeesian popped her head in because uh, this goes along the lines of Gamergate and shit like that. And she decides to say, uh, you at Ninja literally cl- create a regularly reinforced an environment... Uh, where women are considered inferior, you don't get to throw your hands up uh, when they harass or abuse female streamers and say they aren't true fans. Uh, take some responsibility for the power you wield. Like, what? <laughs> so Ninja isn't... He's not saying women are bad players. He's literally stopping people from starting rumors that uh, he could be sleeping with so-and-so or you know, trying to put stress on his relationship with his wife who's also his manager, like he's doing it for basically out of respect for his own wife, basically. And to look after his family, because you know, it's the same thing with Keanu Reeves on why he doesn't fucking hug women too closely or touch them a certain way because he doesn't want that. Like he doesn't want to be part of that like culture of women making false accusations and then being canceled. Well, that's not good enough for Anita because Anita apparently wrote wrote, uh, this huge Twitter thread says, we need to talk about our relationship between fans and influencers slash streamers. A lot of y'all claim that an influencer has no control over their fans and cannot be held responsible for what their fans do. This is inaccurate. What? In Ninja's case, as one of the biggest streamers of all time, he his constant insistence that he will not stream with women signals his values. He can deny that all he wants that he is signaling to his audience that women are inferior, but good... Uh, not good at games and not worthy of his platform. His audience accepts or accepts this and internalizes this by continuing to participate in a space that perpetuates sexist attitudes. The sexism is uh, pollution to everyone in that community is breathing in. What? Explain, explain, like somebody explain that to me. Like what? He doesn't want to he doesn't want to game or put himself in a position or like that someone could lie about him. But all of a sudden is creating a sexist environment. How is he doing that? He's he's saying that he will never play with a solo female. It doesn't say that he will not play with females, but he will not solo like group with a female. Because of situations like this, they can be part of a bigger group like I, I don't understand.
1: The argument is that if you are – if you feel unsafe of a potential false accusation, you are already being misogynistic and sexist.
0: Right. So Anita took a screenshot of somebody and crossed out their name and said, I guess this is an apology for years of harassment I've received from uh, from the Femme Frequency fans. I accept. Now, please get them to stop. And Anita replied to that says, I'm absolutely floored by this tweet. This person directly fanned the flames of Gamergate misogyny by playing the cool chick okay with sexism and has profited off of the position herself as well as basically, well, basically not me, a woman in games who tells men that loving sexism is a-okay. Like, the fuck? So you're going to attack somebody else that just told you to stop, so now you're responsible for your fans. But no, no, no. That doesn't work this way, does it? I do not have any recollection of ever actually referring to her publicly or even acknowledging her existence. The deep irony and delusion of this tweet is that she did this thing she's accusing me of. What? What? Ugh. So, back in August of 2019, she, she, this is her pinned tweet on her page. She said, Video games have a are having a Me Too moment. The toxicity from fans has been well-documented for years, but the toxic, abusive, predatory behavior between developers has mostly been spoken in whispers between trusted friends. I'm in awe of the bravery of those who have spoken up today. So, wait. Did everything from Gamergate become true? Was everything proven? Like, did did we have anybody like we had there was some there had to have been some people right that came out and were actually found to be doing shit like this, right, or was everybody that was accused didn't happen like some of it didn't happen like did everybody did everybody come up with they had an accusation to be true or were some of them false? That's my question. you will never know right because we've canceled them at that point and but but you have things like Johnny Depp happening and he can't even get a he can't even catch a break so so I don't understand ninjas preventing stuff that like that could potentially hurt his his brand like minimizing the damage that could possibly happen but you're all of a sudden saying that he's sexist but he's never shown any inkling of hating women or thinking that they were worse than him He's never come out and done anything like that, so you're all of a sudden going to assume that he thinks that way. This is the problem that I have with with Anita. This is the type of shit she does. So I got nothing,
2: dude. I, I I honestly this this doesn't this feels fabricated beyond reason, anyways. And it's and not like,
1: giving And it is Anita Sarkeesian
2: I don't know I, I, Again I, I think that, I think it's another I, I think it feels It feels manufactured I, I don't know if, if any of her Concerns are founded Or unfounded In this regard And as far as Ninja's concerned Like he's been taking shit For his His stance on things About um, You know being uh, being in solo with female with since he brought it up. Well, it's funny this is because... Like, uh, Henry, dude, this goes back to fucking Henry, Henry Cavill saying that, talking about his fucking take about uh, trying to date and have relationships. He caught shit for that, too.
0: So, after this lady posted this, Felicia Day goes, This is awful. I'm so sorry. But Ninja also responds to him and says, Also, nobody deserves to be harassed or messaged anything like this. So I'm sorry that that happened.
2: It doesn't matter. There, and, she, there, there, and then he said he's been made the example of, and that's what's going to happen.
0: And then he goes, "They're not, they're not true fans if they are attacking people." I never, I've never encouraged any of my audience to harass people. Your fans told me to kill myself. That was the response back to him. He goes, it, it, somebody goes, it's horrible. It's, it really is. But surely Ninja can't take accountability for everything seven million followers say." And, he go- and she goes, never ever said he should. And then Ninja responds, but you insinuated that by tweeting random messages of people being toxic towards you. Truly, you can't think that there is any other way to perceive your tweets. And then she goes, it's simply letting you know about the threats I've received from your fan base. No one expects you to control millions, but I do wish you had more empathy about this than what you're showing. I wish you acted as an example to them in being a better role model like you want him to take accountability for other people saying shit that's what you're telling him but then you're like no 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 but you need to take accountability you need to be a role model for them like the fuck if if that's like that's like saying fucking um i don't know pick something let's say say antifa we'll use antifa as an excuse Let's say that they go in and burn down a police station because they said that that's what they felt they needed to do because um, AOC told them to. Is AOC responsible for that group or is that group responsible for themselves?
1: Now, hold on. We have to push it up to another extreme. Not only, did, not only did they say that AOC told them to do it, they have flags that have her name. They have that they have uh, recordings of her for months on end saying that she – that they should be, you know, essentially do that sort of thing or hint it off in some sorts. I mean that's the only way that like, – through all that and it shows that, yeah, that would mean she's responsible according to what these people have been uh, so bitter about. But that's what I'm
0: saying is like if it doesn't apply to everybody across the board – then it doesn't apply – it shouldn't apply like to – it should apply to specific situ- – it shouldn't apply at all basically is what I'm saying. It's like the rule of you are – you are in charge of your fans is like complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Like if, Ta- if Tampa Bay's fans after winning the Super Bowl went and destroyed Tampa Bay in a riot – are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now responsible for that? Is the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers responsible for those fans going and destroying the city?
1: No, that—that's what I'm saying. Th- this is this is literally the same crazy, thing. But this is my well, call me crazy, but this might be a projection sort of thing. Anita was always accused of manipulating her followers into doing thing, into doing her bidding from all sorts of shit. No, but maybe but this Michelle. Why, maybe that's where that idea comes from. But the, Anita maybe. is just
0: jumping the just just jumping onto the bandwagon. This Michelle Morrow is the one that started it, and Ninja just basically called her out. He's like, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I never told I never tell my fans to go harass anybody. I've never done that. But now it's but she's saying, well, I never said that you should be responsible for that. But you should take you should be a role model. So I should be I'm not accountable, but I should be accountable. Is that what you just told me in like two tweets back to back?
1: Like, get the, the base, fuck out so, of here! Basically, they, they want you to martyr your you know, martyr yourself for the, for the stupidity of others. And no. to be honest, it, it's the mo- it's the biggest sort of irony because they are no lo- they're demanding that one person takes the responsibility for the actions of individuals who pl- who decide to be fucking idiots.
0: Yeah, and no, in this, I still don't agree with it.
1: Of course you don't agree. I don't agree with it either. But this okay, so is the thought process of what these people go through.
2: So from what I'm gathering from what you've been talking about here, at least from the tweets that I'm hearing, uh, there is – there the, I, and, and you can correct me in any of the things that I've, I've been listening to. A situation occurred with a person where uh, Ninja's followers, I, I assume on a stream – uh, said some terrible so, shit to that person.
0: Supposedly, ninjas' followers. Supposedly, because anyway. you can't, you, you can't. Like, I could message anybody and say I'm a ninja fan, and you can go kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's supposedly.
2: Anyway,
1: I mean, you, um, have, you have a you have a closer that basically is
2: ripe for cancel culture at this point. <laughs> I mean, he wears it pretty proudly. I anyway.
0: Fuck. How many times have I said you don't like it? Don't fucking listen to us.
2: <laughs> I mean, at the end, at the end of your end of every one of your podcasts. But moving on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so. So, uh, so this happens. Uh, I, I assume Manita saw it and and decided to comment about it. Mm mm-hmm. uh, It sounds like Ninja had responded and said, if that did happen, it's ridiculous. And I never condoned it. Mm hmm. Um, and then when, when, when it was kicked back at her that he has no control over the, you know, the roving hordes that he is under his, under his banner, she said, you know, we, we're not looking for you to control them. We just want you to have a, a, a better sense. Uh, we want you to be more sympathetic to the situation at hand. So that, that's where we're at with this point, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he I don't said, know, but okay. he said he, so he said look, I, that it sucks and it shouldn't have happened. He's even said that, but she wants him to be so more empathetic like what do you want him to do? fucking write you a paycheck like the fuck
2: so i'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this from two different sides and uh, just kind of roll with it here okay so from 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 ninja's standpoint, I believe that he has given the this the credence necessary to it, 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 he he, is, he, is, he he has divorced himself from it he is he has condemned it so all of the things that it the, the, all the, the checklist has been fulfilled at least as far as that I can see mm-hmm. The other side of this is one of two things from perspective of the of, of the two the two people who are responding to it. I feel like they want some kind of action on his part undetermined in regards to something that is much greater than the situation at hand because obviously there's only so much he can do on his streams even with a even with a legion of moderators which knowing him he probably has there's there's only so much that he can do i feel like there's the, this this is something of a a, a a poking or prodding for him to do something Monetary as a good faith thing. That's what I'm seeing.
0: It, honestly, from Anita's perspective, this is the way I'm seeing it. An- Anita might think she's trying to do something good, but every time some controversy shows up, she sticks her head in just to get her name back out there. She's just doing this to stay alive.
2: But she's, the, again, with, with the connections that she's been cultivating for the past 10 years you'd think that it wouldn't be necessary for her to do that kind of shit. Like, this feels over the top in so many different ways. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I hear stories that she has actual, like, p- p- politicians that she knows. She has people who work in the in-, in the video game industry that she knows. It's like, if she's trying to stay relevant in, in pop culture in that regard, I feel like her energy would be better po- put elsewhere.
1: But she hasn't moved the I'm needle. Seeing. But, Drew, her- what... What is an egotistical person?
2: If that's the angle you're going to go with in this, perfectly fine. I accept that that this is that this is a self-absorbed attempt to stay stay afloat in in the social media fucking ocean. If that's where we're going with it, but if if, if that's the case, then th- there are better ways to do it. Fucking but, put more energy into your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, but do you App see, she hasn't. She hasn't sure moved. She hasn't that moved that the way. bar. She you has know not. What?
2: You're she, absolutely
1: right. But guess what? But guess what? We've seen. We've seen her. We've seen her potential, and everything falls apart. Even when she takes her fucking case, um, along with that one other girl, to, no, to you know, to the United Nations. And they couldn't do anything because they couldn't prove anything. And she's still at this sort of shit only goes to show that, if you ask me, that kind of attention and that notoriety must have been intoxicating to her with it's almost it's, if, if I want to put on my tin poil hat here, it's almost on the on the false bravado that she desires to appear like she's fighting the good fight without actually making a real contribution. See, here's the thing. That's why, some, that's why something as benign as being in the game industry because what are you really going to be changing in that's going to you know, drastically affect the world? And it's those kinds of self-righteous people that you find in people like Anita Sarkeesian. I don't know. I think she has good
0: intentions. Like in all honesty, I think when she first started, she had great intentions. Now she's just trying to stay relevant, but out of all these years, she has not moved the bar. She's been the anything that she's been fighting for has stayed exactly the same.
1: So does she why f- I feel that it's more malicious rather than actual, you know, that that she actually has good intentions. I don't think she's trying to move the bar. But that's
0: but that's what she's trying to come off as. So like to why. me it seems she pre- everything she do every time yeah every time she sticks her head into something it just seems disingenuous at this point and that's why she's getting dragged on twitter right now like people are dragging her that's why ninja is is trending and she's not
2: honestly maybe it's because i'm looking at this from a pragmatic viewpoint that i'm just not seeing the intrinsic value in what she's doing if all she's doing is jumping up and saying uh, you know i I still matter in this there again there feels like such better fucking ways to do that and as you said if she hasn't moved the bar in 10 fucking years clearly anybody with a with an iota of self-awareness would have changed course in some capacity that's Maybe that's why Where the direction I'm going with this is just like, why would you even waste waste your time with this? This feels like a, this feels like a henpeck move that doesn't need to be fucking done.
0: Yeah, the that's only reason like she jumped into it is because Ninja was attached to it. You think she actually uh, follows that Ashley Morrow? I doubt it. I think it's just because just, Ninja no. is one of the top people that, that people know in the gaming industry right now that she had to jump in on it. I think I literally think that's the only reason she's she's saying anything right now.
1: This is why I personally believe that it her that her actions are nothing more than false bravado. That it's all just a fucking ploy. Pretend that you're self righteous and everything, and hope that you'll get some you'll get some clout. But you don't do the you don't undo you don't try to repair the damage or make any significant change. So that there's always something ready for you to latch on
2: after all why the fuck was Felicia Day in all of this this fucking baffles me
0: so if, I think Felicia Day actually notice, knows that uh, Michelle Morrow is that her name I'm gonna I, I've said it like a thousand times but I, yeah Michelle Morrow um she just apparently she's just friends and just said you know I'm sorry this happened to you that's all Felicia Day said she's not even like saying anything all she said this is awful I'm so sorry that's all she said, oh <laughs> okay, let's go look at this a little bit further now. Uh, Ninja actually tweets back Felicia Day says, "Please don't get baited by this or the thousands of other people who follow me, but do not support me uh, or my values. If Michelle did any research outside of reading a bad article, she would she would know I host, play, and support all gamers, including females. and does Felicia ever respond back? No. And he goes, also, nobody deserves to be harassed or messaged anything like this. I'm so sorry that that happened. So he responded to Felicia, and Felicia never, went, never got into the back and forth. So she literally just said, I'm so sorry. That's it. That's all she said.
2: All right. Again, I just, again, when I look at people, I look at their potential, and, like, when, when, when you when you've held on to that level of influence for so long, and it never feels like you're making any real headway. It, it, either, you, either you have a poisoned brand, which at this point, I, I think with Anita, it's very difficult for anybody to dispute the fact that her brand is effectively poisoned. It's been poisoned since 2015, like wholeheartedly, at least as far as like the greater gaming culture is concerned. Like, why wouldn't you... It, it, are, it, are you that scarlet-lettered at this point where you can't find a way to go and do something... More effective for what you're trying to accomplish. Moreover, maybe some level of introspection on what you're trying. What is the ult, the penultimate goal or, or ultimate goal at this point of what your your the fruits of your labor is. What do you have to show for ten years of work for, for trying to get, trying to do what you're doing? Even, and especially in the in regards to the fact that she's had so much pushback against what she's been creating wouldn't that have been a better opportunity for you to either go and do further in-depth research and disputed the claims that were being made against your original videos or creating other videos with and revising them again if you don't want to look at it from a peer review standpoint on all the counter videos that were being made against your shit that's fine but it really, at the end of the day, like you, like, like Rolando was saying, it feels like it feels like a, a, a an egotistical move.
0: Yeah, it's dude. People are actually so people who are following Michelle are now dra- are trying to drag Ninja. Like he can't play with gamers because of his wife. Like maybe they have trust issues, and and somebody's like, why don't you just let him have the, his relationship? Like, why why do you have to because be involved in that shit? Have like to have- and, so, and, like, somebody has actually said, like, why don't you let him have his relationship instead of trying to paint him off as, like, a sexist? Maybe the, people set boundaries. You're not allowed to tell me what the boundaries are for my relationship. It's, oh, fucking A. These people.
2: But, when you put yourself as far into the public eye as Ninja did, you're bound to get people who are going to fucking say stupid shit. It is only, dude, if if this podcast launches into the stratosphere, you think you're not going to get fucking haters? We're all in you, I'm sure that'll make you happy we'll
1: all' we'll, we will all eventually be targeted for scrutiny whether we like it or not, then they'll be digging back deep and and think that fi- they'll find anything to try to antagonize and i antagonize us in any possible way
0: I'll give and them think, the ammo and I think <laughs> at this
1: point we've we're all we've all laid to bed and rested yeah it's bound to happen we're we're not terribly concerned over it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because, like, all of a sudden, Michelle's people are dragging Ninja, but that's okay. That that's okay. Like, you want you want to be responsible for you. You want him to be responsible for his fans, but you're not going to be responsible for your fans. Okay, I, I just I hate the fucking double standard. I honestly um,
1: hate it. A victim is never responsible. And we're seeing that time and time again. But only they get to decide who the victim is. Oh, yeah. No. Fucking you just I, I honestly,
0: I, I I say fuck her, but honestly, like I I would want to sit down with her and have a conversation just to see like what her actual intent is. Not some bullshit fucking um you know, like uh, here's all of the, my talking points and I'm just going to give you the talking points no I want her to legit have a goddamn conversation just to see if she truly believes the shit that she's saying because how many like how uh, I'm, I sh- I should go back and sound clip like our podcast and see how many times I've said equality isn't equal I, I, f- I fucking hate this bullshit like it's, you want to be equal you get treated equally but then no it's not enough you got to take more you gotta, you gotta be better. You can't just, you can't be equally. You know, ugh, ugh. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said, you will. The the vic, they get to decide on what, on who the victim is, and it's people with the thought mentality like Anita who feel themselves that they will, that they were eternally victimized. For any prerequisite reasons, whether it be from the actions of the past that's done by people that were not you, but somehow you are linked to them in whatever shape and form, whether it's due to your skin color, your gender, your uh, your religious identity, regardless of all – the you know, with all those factors put in together. Because they have used that and weaponized it time and time and again. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm done talking about Anita. Unless Anita wants to come on the goddamn podcast, but we're not good enough for her, so she probably won't.
1: No, of course not. And she'll probably brand us all as misogynists because apparently three random guys just talking on a random podcast is apparently so offensive to her that we must be misogynists.
0: You know what? I didn't go to Gen Con because of her the one year she was at, I think that was the same year that um, quartering got punched in the face. I could be wrong. I specifically didn't go to that Gen Con because I cannot stand her and anytime she just like anytime she shows up somewhere, there's always a problem. But you know what next time I hear she's going to be at Gen Con or some speaking thing at a convention, I might just go. Like I'll go and then I'll sit there and ask her questions. I like I do not care about the backlash. I really don't.
1: Fair enough. Be sure to record it and record everything to be sure that we can get the whole gist of the story. So they don't try to twist it against you. Not that you would care, but at the very least, it would be nice to have.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely bringing the GoPro. Fuck it, I'll bring. I'll find some way to like uh, remote podcast and I'll fucking do it right there at the fucking thing. Anyway. Actually, we should probably look into that. Now that I'm thinking about it, once conventions start again.
1: Well, it's not happening this year. I know at least Anime Central got canceled again.
0: Oh, fantastic! I hate that convention.
1: <laughs> well, i I thought it was okay. I thought it was decent. Well, it's uh, okay
0: until you get to the behind the scenes, and you know how the people act behind the scenes, and then you're like, Whoa.
1: oh yeah, I've, <laughs> no, I've I've uh, I've learned quite a bit, especially over a particular case that I was uh. You know, relentlessly pursuing for the past two years, <laughs> and it's still not over. Nice. They're still going through appeals. It's been five months. <laughs> fucking Christ! For appeals, I get co—I get COVID as a potential factor. But as I've been told, this is normal anyway. It's like, oh my fucking God, I just want to know the results already. Get it over with. Jesus.
0: There I ask what happened.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. Were you about to say something?
2: <laughs> oh, I was going to say at least at least Anime Midwest seems to be where a lot of people are shifting their focus.
1: 'Cause like I think
2: A I think ASEN lost a lot of its luster over the past few years prior to COVID. So a lot right. of people were more, more focused on anime Midwest.
1: I think it's that one particular case though that I'm talking about that may have contributed to it because it was indeed part of the discussion.
2: Well, I I'll give it to you, but eh. but I'm I not think saying all it's, contributor, be be
1: be- I'm saying be- it's potentially a factor.
2: I think I think conventions as a whole are, are kind of on, on on cardiac arrest right now. Anyways, yeah. I think I think once everything once once the ball has gone completely rolled in for uh, the COVID vaccine and everything's kind of moved in on that, the, the reevaluation for larger groups of people at that point will probably be in greater focus. I don't think though.
0: Yeah, I'm getting my vaccine shot next uh, this coming Tuesday. So if I come back looking like TN, you know what happened.
2: (laughs) Well, if you grow a third eye and you lose all of your hair, good for you.
1: I
0: already lost my hair. I just need the third
1: eye.
2: (laughs) Let me know so that I can
1: sponsor him with with Heat Tap. Yeah,
0: I'm going to come back looking like Krillin. I'm going to have like the Dragon Balls embedded in my head and everything. It'll be great.
1: (laughs) Well, at least your wife will be a smoking hot robot.
0: <laughs> if only i can get her to dye her hair of blonde again anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right i think uh i think that's it i think we got everything uh drew just hit me with some leaks which i think is hilarious because i literally was just talking about it but drew had to remind me take it with a grain of salt
1: <laughs> so
2: yeah I never that shit so you're, that's what you're getting from me
1: you're not wrong. Take every I leak just like, with grain of salt. People are still talking about the Diamond and Pearl remakes as if though it is absolutely going to happen, even though the only thing that we know so far are from leaks and nothing more.
0: Well, that's because that's because there's still a bunch of Pokemon hype. So Pokemon news and rumors are going to be flying through the
1: roof right now. Well, but, well, the hype doesn't come. It, it, it comes from over anticipation from five and a half years of waiting.
0: Yeah, that's also true. I just really hope it's not a let's go and it's an actual game. That's all I'm hoping for, and that's all I, I can hope for. I agree with
1: you, but I hope they actually go the actual Gen 4 route and not butcher it like they did with Oraz.
0: True. I can give you that. Anyway, alright. Thanks for listening again, folks. Um, I did set up a Patreon. I don't know why I did it. I got it on a whim. So if you guys want to find us uh, patreon.com slash angry wargamer I'm pretty sure I should probably have that link uh, before I said anything
2: way to fumble the ball jackass
0: I did okay <laughs> it, is, uh, it is definitely patreon.com slash angry wargamer um, I only have one level on there and all you do is get a shout out it's only a dollar a month if you want to support us um, toss it in there At least help us get new equipment, newer equipment. Literally, I'm just looking at software right now, Um, better editing software. So if that's the case, you want to throw a dollar at us, go ahead. There's no option to throw any more. We're not begging for money or anything. If you want to, you can. If not, you're, you're good. I got this. It's fine. We did
1: this for over a year unpaid, so it's not like we're begging.
0: Yeah, we're not begging for anything. I just did it on a whim. Someone's like finally was just like, "You guys should do it," and I was like, "All right." And um, I don't really know what to offer anything than a shout out at this point. Uh, eventually, like maybe I'll do unedited podcasts to people. Um, we do have a few podcasts just sitting around that have never have been uploaded, so maybe we'll do something like that in the future. But as of right now, it's just a dollar. We're not. We're not. You don't even have to do that. So. But yeah, patreon.com slash Angry Wargamer. Uh you can find us on Facebook at the Angry Wargamer Podcast. And you can find uh find me on Twitter at Angry Wargamer. So Drew is at Punk Toast on Twitter. And Lando is at Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And you know, talk to us. Let us know what you think. Let us let us know what you think about uh Anita Sarkeesian. Let us know what you think about GameStop, anything that we've talked about. You got some fun indie games you want us to play? Let us know. Um, Yeah. Let's get on this train, folks, because it's not stopping. (laughs) It's only getting better from here. So, um, yeah. And remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourself.